This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is the Saturday edition of the program. As always, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our uh, website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, the show where you can call about anything. We go right into your calls. We'll start things out with Mike calling from Delaware on the amp line. Hello, Mike. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. What's on your mind tonight? Actually, I um, was listening to some old podcast from about a year ago, um, and there, there was some guy who called in about how there's a difference between libertarianism and anarchy, and I, I just get really annoyed by, um, you know, unprincipled so-called libertarians. You mean like who, Mark? You don't want to attack us principled libertarians as, you know, just anarchists and not libertarians. Someone would, some might suggest you're being divisive here, Mike. Well, I am a little bit, but, you know, it's just, it just bothers me a lot because, you know, I don't say, you know, a minarchist isn't a libertarian. So well, let's I'm like I guess that uh, probably what a libertarian's uh, you know minarchist is not a terminology that's accepted by most people most libertarians most people probably never heard of minarchist minarchist means somebody right. who's in favor of a small very small government right whereas uh, the terms libertarian and anarchist are more prevalent and so therefore there's a term for what an anarchist is it's a person who believes in no government and what is the term for somebody who believes in a small government if it's not libertarian and then to put them both under you know a one big umbrella like I can see why that I don't think a term I, I don't think libertarian should mean that you believe in a small government that's what it's come to mean these days but I don't believe that's the original definition yeah libertarian means you reject the use of initiating violence against anyone for any purpose that's correct well, at least when I uh, back when I joined the libertarian party I've not since quit the libertarian party but uh, that's what I understood a libertarian was when How I joined is it that the libertarian party gets to define what a libertarian is well, they were I mean, there were libertarians before there was a libertarian party, right? That's true, okay. and they started the libertarian party, and back when they started it, it was the party so of principle. So if I started the anarchist party today, and I said that an anarchist party stood for a small government, would that make, mean that all the anarchists had, were then for small government? I don't think that, they, that when the libertarian party was started, it stood for a small government. I think they stood for principle, which was that if you are a libertarian, that means that you don't so initiate force. I wasn't around for it, okay? It, it means that you don't initiate force against others, that you don't support or advocate the initiation of force, the aggression against your neighbors. So, Mike, I share your frustration, but I think that the term libertarian is pretty much gone, and I think we should just let it go. Mike? He's gone. Um, oh, you there? I'm here. Go ahead. Um, I actually agree with Mark with what he just said, that <laughs> just because the Libertarian Party decides to um, bastardize the word doesn't mean we should. So you are in favor of trying to rescue the term libertarian from people like Neil Bortz and others who would like to label themselves with it and at the same time destroy what the term actually means? You think you can pull it back from that? You think you can rescue it? Well, I think because um, when people like, say, Neil Bortz or Bill Maher tell people they're libertarian, mm -hmm. because before I got into libertarianism, my first exposure to the word was hearing Bill Maher say he was libertarian. Right. So I assume that libertarians were, you know, like wacko, greeny leftists. So real libertarians should try to take the word back from people like Bortz, uh, you know, right-wing warmongers. Bob Barr, you know, people like that. So that way, 
you know, we the, the liberty message doesn't get diluted and confused for, you know. I don't see how you can do that. I don't really understand how you can take it back. I mean, then then you're, you know, oh, I'm the real libertarian. And then you explain to somebody, well, why you're a real libertarian and those other guys aren't real libertarians. Wouldn't it be easier to just adopt a new term for yourself that you don't share with people that don't share your beliefs? Mike? Hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking, Ian. Sorry. Okay. Um, Thinking's good air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, it's it's not like the word liberal that it's so far gone that you that we should just not try to you know rec- resurrected. Liberals basically. are still using the term liberal or progressive. No, no, I mean liberal used to mean you yeah. know more like classical liberal libertarian right. kind of person, you're and right. now it basically means Thomas Jefferson socialist. Thomas Jefferson, whom the uh, the Republicans look up to, was in fact a classic liberal. So how do you propose to go about doing this, just on an individual basis, when you say you're a libertarian, just kind of blurting out what that really means, just in case they might be confused? Because if you tell somebody you're a libertarian, and all they've heard is somebody like a, uh, a Neil Bortz, who is claiming to be a libertarian, but at the same time advocating things like war, uh, and if all they've heard is stuff like Neil Bortz, and then they hear you say you're a libertarian, but you don't give them the spiel then they're going to presume you're like Neil Bortz. So are you just going to go around preempting everybody by uh, you know, spout, uh, spouting off about what the true definition is every time you meet someone? Well, no, mostly when there's someone who is claiming to be libertarian, like, say, in a message form or, you know, on a you know, real-world interaction, mm-hmm. you just point out that, no, you're not libertarian because you're advocating the initiation of force against, um, you know, non Someone yeah. who hasn't harmed another person who isn't acting violently or threatening anyone in any way. I see where you're coming from, Mike, and I, I share your frustration, and I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I like the term libertarian. It, well, it, it, it's to me, my understanding of it, it's the most accurate thing to describe me. However, I'm with you to, to a great deal, to a large extent. As a matter of fact, there was some uh, poll, and I, I don't know the numbers offhand, but it was, uh, but I'm going to sort of make them up, and I think they're close, where um, you know Americans were asked, are you... Are you socially uh, liberal but fiscally conservative? Like 70% of them said yes. And then when they were asked the same question, a different group of people, um, I guess that was the control group, a different group of people was asked, are you fiscally conservative and socially liberal like a libertarian? The numbers dropped down to 40%. Because of the negative baggage associated with the term libertarian? They just don't. Right. I mean, I remember in high school, uh, you know, using the term libertarian to describe somebody who was a liberal. I had no idea what Mm -hmm. it meant. I've, and I've, I've heard many people not know what it means. Liber sounds like liberal. It does. And um, I, I I understand. And then, you know, I've heard Neil Bortz, uh, somebody get on the air and do just what uh, Mike was suggesting and, uh, you know, take him to task for being a, a you know big government warmonger or whatever it is that they were claiming. And, you know, he said, I am against the drug war and I'm a member of the dues paid member of the Libertarian Party. How can you tell me I'm not a libertarian? And I think that the Libertarian Party, in, to that extent, has co-opted the term libertarian. Yes. Then you're explaining what the difference between a big L libertarian as in the Libertarian it's Party much. and a little L libertarian. It, I, it's tough. It, it Maybe is. I'll just start using minarchist. I mean, I know it's an epitaph uh, that the uh, that the no government guys <laughs> use, but hey, it, it describes what I am better. Yeah, yeah, at least nobody can get in an argument over that one. Right. If you say you're, if you go around saying you're a minarchist, then it is more it is better descriptive and no true libertarian can really have a problem with it. Right. Uh, but, but there's always within the Libertarian Party back when I was involved with it, there was this ongoing debate about should we change the name of the party? 
because people are confused. As you said, they hear libertarian, they hear liberal. Libertarian equals liberal to a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't know much about what libertarianism is. And so some of the frustration with that was coming out in this debate of, well, does the, the party name, should we change it to the Liberty Party, for instance, or something like that, something a little bit more less or a little less confusing. But what would you call somebody who is a member of the Liberta- Liberty Party? I don't know. A Libertyite? <laughs> I have no idea. Liberty Party member. Uh, so so it's always been out there. Libertarian has never been the, I think, the ideal term uh, for somebody that believes in non-aggression. And that was the original definition of it. But clearly it has been co-opted at this point. And I'm one who just says, well, if they're going to co-opt that term, I'm going to move on to another term. That way if somebody accuses me of being a libertarian, I can say, well, I might have once called myself that, but now I call myself a voluntarist. And if they don't know but what that is... But I'm not is, a voluntarist, or at least not a... I didn't say you were. A, I'm right, talking about me. I, well, I got, I got problems, too, here, man. So go with the minarchist thing. Yeah. You already have a solution there. You can be a minarchist. I can be a voluntarist. And everybody can get along. And we can let those Libertarian Party hacks have the term libertarian, because those guys are an embarrassment. I think you that, really don't want to be calling yourself a libertarian with these cats in the Libertarian Party doing what they're doing. I it's think that awful. it's still fair, fair to use the term, the umbrella term libertarian to describe both uh, anarchists and minarchists and, you know, people that believe in smaller government of, of, you know, whatever sort. If they claim it, that's fine. Um, and even if they don't, I think you can still use it know. to describe them. See, this is the problem. I mean, yeah. right just between the two of us, you've we got your definition it, yeah. of libertarian and I've got mine. Uh, 1-800-259-9231, so that's why I stay away. I'm not associated with the Libertarian Party, and I don't want that label for myself. All right, 800-259-9231, 83 days for missing the draft. Did you know the draft is happening right now? Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Again, 1-800-259-9231. And uh, again, bring up anything. That's the point of the show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners is there. And it's full of dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. Shrine. .freetalklive.com Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can take them with you. Um, you know, if your car has a hookup for your MP3 player, you can play it through your car stereo and so you can listen to these books unabridged at audiblepodcast.com/ftl. If you go to audiblepodcast dot com slash ftl you get a free audiobook to try it out i know they've got atlas shrugged over there i know they have uh, ron paul's uh, liberty a manifesto or revolution a manifesto mm-hmm. and uh, sixty thousand others so audiblepodcast.com slash ftl we continue here we're going to take your phone calls about whatever you want coming up we got a chance we'll tell you about a man who's spent 83 days in jail because he missed jury duty come back to that but first we go to bruce listening to wfla in florida bruce you're on free talk live hello bruce you are on the air sir bruce in florida going once bruce in florida going twice. you are there go ahead bruce go ahead yeah i want to talk about the difference between liberals and conservatives okay what is the difference go ahead well conservatives used to mean like you know you don't spend everything you have and you conserve and you don't waste and you, and, and you 
keep things going good, but now conservative means maintaining the established order. And the established order is a system that enslaves the majority so that a very few people can get rich. That's what the Rush, con Rush Limbaugh conservative is. It's somebody who maintains the status quo. Sounds like I, an I agree with you, except that they, um, ex this one little fine point, I don't dis I, do, I largely agree with what you say, but there's, and, and I would have called myself a conservative uh, you know, half a decade ago. Um, is that they pine for a, t a time when you know that the, the world was better. So they often uh, look back and say, "Well, the the government was smaller here or here." I remember World War Two and men wore T-shirts with cigarettes rolled up in the arm, and and women were women, and you know, like that's they. So they pine for an older time. Um, in some ways, but they always seem to uh, you know they, they 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 do say the establishment's the good thing, except for the parts that they like. The new, the, the new conservative is very pro-government. Sure. Ronald Reagan increased the size of government by 25%. Do you feel like you should be free to live your life however you want? Uh, uh, those, your, numbers, your numbers are wrong. They're, it's more like 60% in both cases. Um, Ronald Reagan, the, the military, you know, expanded the military to untold uh, sizes, including dumping a whole bunch of money on Star Wars uh, so, that, you know, so that the Soviet Union would fall. And Reagan increased the taxes in California unprecedented when he was governor. I was there. Yep. And sales tax went up from 4% to 6% under him and everything. Yep, people and, believe uh, he's, he's the small government guy, and he's just not. Rush Limbaugh just blows it off when, the, when a report comes out saying how Bush's son increased the size of government by 40% or something like that. He says, oh, well, yeah, of course, they're big old sodas is new. And, and yet he, pan, he, he panders to this notion that, well, the, re the Republicans are going to stay out of your pocket. That's a bunch of hot. <laughs> furthermore, Anybody that's been awake in the last eight years can, uh, you know, knows what the truth is on that furthermore, one. Furthermore, if, if the Republicans really love us, why did they let Stephen King kill John Lennon? Oh, but -boom, boom! Thank you for the call tonight, man. He was dead on accurate. We, you got to give his website. I mean, he did a good yeah, job. Lennonmurdertruth dot com. His website. He yep. calls every other week and gets Hits a good us plug with in this there. thing. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with. Every, I don't agree with LeonardMurderTruth.com, but, but I do I, agree with everything else he said. Everything else he said, I largely do agree that Rush Limbaugh just blows it all off, uh, you know, like it's nothing. And I understand where he's coming from. To, to his point of view, the the you know the Republicans spend a little less than the Democrats, and I don't really think that's true. I think they spend just as much as the Democrats. Um, and as a matter of fact, I spent, think they spend more because people aren't looking for them to be spending more. Mm -hmm. They tend to spend it in different areas and in different manners. Um, and you know, not so, that. Though. Well, the, you know, the Republicans <laughs> like the military. Um, they like their social programs. They have a little religious twist to them. The Democrats, well, they think that government can solve everything on a social basis, so they like their government, you know, the, the you're social You're being very welfare. general. I mean, you're talking yes. about the differences that are very minor uh, these days. They might have been more pronounced in the past, but uh, right now, not so much. Let's continue with your calls. Philip is listening to WFTL in Florida. Philip, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? I want to talk about the uh, banning of uh, Savage uh, from uh, Great Britain. Our, our local grocery stores here have a, a uh, section of British foods, and there has been a run on these items. And personally, I went, I've never bought anything from that column before, but after uh, this past week, 
I, I felt that I had to show my support what they did, and I bought several items. So you're and showing I'll, support for the government of Britain for banning Michael Savage? <laughs> yes. About a decade ago, I actually called, called the police and the FBI on Savage uh, because uh, he really? did some. He does avow violence, and I stand he does. by that. And, and yeah, he absolutely does. There is nothing about him that is free speech. This guy, uh, straight up. Supports violence. He defends all kinds of horrible things. Oh, oh yeah, you know he's, what, he's advocated uh, bombing the Middle East to glass. Yeah. So that I mean, the lies. whole thing. <laughs> he lies. Let me tell you what he did after 9/11. He said, "There's 50,000 dead bodies under those towers, and the liberals did it. The liberals." So he's a liar too, because he he kept repeating that number. 50,000 dead Americans, and then he kept repeating, the liberals did it, the liberals did it, the man, uh, in addition to everything else, he's a liar, and I am so thankful that that there's a, a government on this planet that deals with these types of people better than we do. I mean, yeah. uh, well, I, I, do, I'm, I'm, I have to disagree with you there. I do. I agree that Michael Savage is a, uh, is a man who uh, espouses violence and, He's sick. and doesn't have the spine it. to do it himself. I mean, if he really hated illegal immigrants, he should go out and shoot a few. Um, and, however, you know, he won't do that. He'll just advocate using a, an agency of force against them called the government. It, and, right. I, and I am of the same opinion that an agency of force should not be used to silence someone, and that's the government. Um, so I think he should be free to speak. Now, when you're talking about places like Canada, Great Britain, and Australia, you're talking about places that do have laws against free speech, have more laws against free speech than the United States has. And, um, you know, so tough, I, I guess, is uh, kind of how I see it. What really angers me is that these people continue to uh, defend their aberrant behavior by just kind of uh, saying, well, we have free speech, and they, you can't always use that, and, and, it, and it makes me ill. I, I'm see, I see where you're coming from, Philip, and yeah. I thank you for the call tonight. Okay. I, share your con I share your concerns. I think Michael Savage is a dangerous man. I think he is despicable. Uh, I think his viewpoint is disgusting, and I think it's, uh, it's anti-freedom. For the most part, I mean, as far as the immigration thing is well, it's, definitely anti-freedom on well, that. Well, yeah, that, and his big thing is pounding the drum for languages, language, blah, culture, blah, and borders. Blah, blah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, to me, that says, you know, I the, them furners got to stay at, and that's protectionism. It's uh, you know, old Pat Buchanan crap. But he's got a taste of his own medicine, though, isn't he? In a way, yeah, because he's because they're, saying, they're protecting their language, culture, and borders. From pal. Michael Savage. Yep. Yeah. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think that uh, there shouldn't be anything known as borders. I think free people should be able to pass freely through you know, property where they are allowed to pass freely. But while we do have borders, then the land of the free should allow people that want to work for a living to come here. Absolutely. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, but then again, this isn't really the land of the free, is it? It's Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning. Tutor other community members and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including 
the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're facing a debt crisis, debtcrisissolutions.com guarantees that they can protect your bank accounts, assets, and the equity in your home. They guarantee that they can protect your bank accounts, assets, and the equity in your home. They're your debt crisis consultants. Bankruptcy laws have changed, and you need debtcrisissolutions.com. It's 718-615-0123, debtcrisissolutions.com. 800-259-9231, continuing with your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Ben, listening to WFLA in Florida. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, you there? Hey, yes, we are, Ben. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, you know... You guys were just talking about Michael Savage, and, I mean, I guess you guys think he's a cretin and all these things um, because he's for border security. So I, I take it you're for open borders then. Well, for uh, first off, um, it would be one thing if one was just advocated for border security. I think Michael Savage is a creep because he advocates murder and full-scale oh. war. Now, let's so talk have, about border so, security. So you would have a problem with America passing a national language. Um, I think that I think that the American government, uh, the people, the people, the taxpayers of the American government should not be responsible for printing, um, you know, every every bit of law and everything that they have in every language, including Urdu and all that other stuff. I don't think there should be a government, so I would support having no national I'm language. I'm curious. Do you know the only country in North America that has a national language by law? It, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I I don't care you that Mexico. What, what, you want to guess what it is? Okay, it's Mexico. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, now, hold on. I don't hate. Wait Wait a second. You're acting like I'm taking Mexico's side, and that's how you're painting me. I think the well, government it, it, of Mexico it, it, is corrupt. It it. Well, what it is, is it strikes a double standard. We, we, we expect the same level of standard. We're supposed to... I'm not going to let you go any farther with this. This is dumb. Do you want to go out and kick some um, Mexican-American in the crotch because the government of Mexico passes some stupid no, law? You, Who cares? First off, let me, first off, let me finish. No. Calm down, Before Mark. Let the man finish. Okay. okay. The, the thing about it is, is this. You know, the border security is, is very important. It's, it's a crime. Now, everyone knows that the, the government in Mexico is corrupt. I mean, right, because that, the U.S. government's the, not corrupt, right? That's what I, I didn't say the U.S. government's oh, okay. not corrupt. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I am an ardent, I am an ardent constitutionalist. Okay, and mm. we've we've had problems in this country going back hundreds of years. Okay? I'm an articles of a confederationist because <laughs> well, I think that you darn constitutionists stole the I country think, from I us. Think, I think you should talk to the men at Valley Forge about that, considering they almost starved to death through the Arles of Carl. Uh, Confederation. That was that, that was the uh, the Continental Congress. The Articles of Confederation uh, weren't even written at that time. Yeah, I don't know about that. The Articles of Confederation. It was because were, it was because they printed under, it was uh, because they but, printed valueless money was the reason those guys almost starved. And the fact that the uh, the Continental Congress turned over the uh, the, the the army uh, to Washington, I feel, was a mistake anyway. The militias could have won that war. All right, go ahead. But get back to the immigration thing, though. You you were saying. The simple fact of the matter is, I have no problem with people coming to this country. Okay, okay? great. I have a problem with people coming to this country to set up a counterculture inside the country. What do you mean by that? Well, there are communities here in Florida where they fly the Mexican flag like they're in the state of Tabasco inside Mexico. Hey, you know, I've been, to a, 
I was at uh, I was just Italy? at an Italian restaurant, and um, they had the Italian flag outside, and they had a little map of Italy on the uh, on the the placemats. Do you think that uh, that's the problem with that too? Uh, I think there's a flag. I think there's a problem with anyone flies a flag other than the United States flag in a point of reference where it's equal to the United States flag inside the U.S. borders. You have a lot of a lot of uh, admiration for this uh, piece of fabric. Yes, I do. Well, you're well, a nationalist, right? I mean, you you believe the United States, right or wrong, fly the flag, wave it high, that sort of thing. I believe that the United States Constitution and the flag that that rep- and, the, and the and the flag that represents that Constitution flag doesn't represent the probably Constitution. Probably one of the greatest hopes this the, the, the greatest hopes the world has actually seen. Well, d- mean, don't you realize you, the Constitution has failed us? I mean, it has gotten us to the point where we. I mean, if it's the piece if the piece of paper has is is going to give us hope, then it could very well fail us too. And the government is as large and as true as intrusive as it is today. And well, one the problem could, is that people people like progressives and things down through time have changed the Constitution from the original. Fa- so the it, original so paper. it failed. I mean, since 1913. Uh, the 17 minute people have been able to elect state senators to the United States Senate, and that's not what the original Constitution found to be. A state senators were appointed. I, I'm with you. They represent the state. Look, I mean, I'm with you. I, I agree. I agree by and large with what you're talking about. But I, the evidence that I see is that the Constitution must have failed. I mean, why? Why if if the Constitution before you go on with the Ninth and Tenth Amendments as they are, um, saying that basically uh, all the roles of the Congress are uh, you know outlined here and anything else should be re- reserved to the states and the people respectively or whatever. Um, those uh, with those amendments in place, what would you need a legislator, a legislative branch for? I mean, since all the roles of the le- the federal government were laid out in the Constitution, why did they have a legislative branch? To pass new intrusive laws is the answer. What's that? To pass new intrusive laws is the answer. To make government bigger. To legislate. Uh, well, I don't understand how you see that. I mean, there, there, there has to be some basis for the, the foundation of legislative ability across the federal judiciary. I mean, the federal level. I mean, I, I mean, all the, all the, the roles of the federal of government strong, were outlined. Whoa, 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 whoa. When you consider the aspect of strong state governments, which the country was originally formed to uh, uh-huh. uh, have. And the concept of a legislative body, yes, I mean, as a country, we have to have treaties with other nations, have to have foreign affairs. It takes some – the people have should have a voice in those affairs at the, at the federal level. Aren't treaties ratified by the – aren't treaties um, ratified by the executive branch? Am I wrong there? No, the know. United States Senate ratified. Okay, my my mistake. Um, okay. you know, I, I don't know everything about it. I've, I've certainly read the document many times, but I you know I haven't got it all memorized. I, I How about this? Read it a little bit more. Uh, well, just stick it in your butt. Now, okay. Now let's go on here because I'm going to show you where you don't know a darn thing about the Constitution. Um, the 13 original colonies. It said I believe it was to 1812. I may have that re- um, year wrong. That the federal government didn't have um, had the ability to uh, you know regulate immigration into those colonies up to that year, which to me, by my reading, means that the federal government does not have the ability to regulate immigration into this country, or at the very, very least, the 13 original colonies. What do you think about that, Mr. Language, Cultures, and Borders? Uh, Well, I believe the government's also, the federal government, the Constitution also clearly dictates the federal government's responsible for a strong national defense, and um, no, it doesn't. It says the army's supposed to be disbanded every two years. You don't believe in the Constitution. You believe in some claptrap conservative bullcrap that you got from you know I don't know where. 
where do you get that in the Constitution? The, read it. Read the Constitution. The uh, one you told me that I should read. I believe it is. Uh, article. What, what was article, it? I think it's Article One, Section Eight. Founding of armies. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. Right. That. So you're not. The, the idea is founding fathers being against a standing army said that uh, the army couldn't be in place for more than two years without being revoted on. Now, of course, it's just rubber stamped every two years, so they stick by the Constitution. But we know that wasn't the spirit of not the founding the fathers. Not when you read Thomas Jefferson talking about a standing army being the uh, the, the the biggest uh, uh, threat to a man's uh, to a, a nation's freedom. Yeah, you know, I want to get back well, to the culture discussion. I, yeah. I I want to get back to the, this this idea that uh, there are people coming to America to, to have this counterculture, and as you said, uh, they're flying flags higher than the American flag. Well, what if I want to fly the New Hampshire flag higher than the uh, the American flag? Would that upset you too? Mm, well, New Hampshire is a state of the United States, correct? Supposedly, yes. yes. But, but uh, New Hampshire is a is a state in the United States, correct? It is. I'm going to bring you back. You the can answer that question flag, in a moment. Hang on, Ben. Hang on. We're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The reason I get so upset is because I was basically one of these guys just like this yeah. gentleman, uh, you know, four, three, four, and five years ago. And you've had a whole... Yeah. Of caffeine yeah, here, I, and, and I'm really allergic to caffeine, and it, it amps me crazy up. with that stuff. All right, more on the way here, and your calls as well. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Saturday edition of the program, toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Now, if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us. You enter Amazon through amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter if you're buying used items, brand new, in dozens of categories, free Super Saver shipping, of course, and a whole lot of items. Head over there to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Get your shopping done. As we continue taking your phone calls, I think Ben is still... Oh, he's gone, so uh, so we will move along because other people want to touch on this topic. Uh, the, the border situation as we go to Dave listening in Texas. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Evening, gentlemen. Hey, Dave. Um, I agree with some of the points the previous caller made. I don't know. I blindly agree with everything you said. Um, I'm someone who believes in adhering to strictly to the Constitution, which admittedly the current government does not do. Did the last government do it to the last administration? Oh, I'm against uh, the. First, I think the government's been outside the Constitution since at least 1913. Okay. How about Abraham Lincoln? You think those uh, suspending habeas corpus uh, was um, in printing uh, valueless currency, uh, conscripting people into the military? You think those are constitutional? Well. If you're going to bring those up very quickly, I think he should not have suspended the writ of habeas corpus. Technically, he did have the constitutional authority to do it, but I would wish that he had not chosen to do so. Um, Doesn't it say that the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended unless um, when a case, oh, I guess cases of rebellion, there's always invasion. The may require, may for the safety, public safety require it. Well, there was a civil war going on. There was all kinds of. Well, there wasn't a civil place. war until he attacked. Well, they attacked for the, the fort, right? Respect, on their own people, sovereign country. The southern states attacked the north first in April of 1861. Where? The way around. Everyone seems to forget that. Now, I'm not Where? saying I'm for the north abusing states' rights. Where? Conceptually. But the truth of the matter is the South actually provoked the Civil War, not the north. I, I, I sort of agree with you on this one, but are you talking about the, the firing on Fort Sumter? That was the South first, but even the first Battle of Appomattox, the South struck first. I thought, General I thought Lee Sumter... General Lee McClellan. McClellan was sitting back on his, as a chicken... On his on his backside, not doing a darn thing and waiting to be attacked. 
apparently I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I thought that the first shot was fired on Fort Sumter. Excuse me. The southern states, the Army of Northern Virginia tried three times to conquer the District of Columbia, being the aggressor at the outset of the Civil War before the North even attempted a counterattack, their last attempt being the failed effort at the so-called Battle of the Peninsula, in which the Northern Army allowed them to escape. Noted. I'll the look that up. The war dragged on as long. It would, would drag on for another four years rather than end right then and there. Noted. I'll look I'm not it up. saying I'm for everything the North did either because I'm not. Uh, okay. But yeah, like not letting the war. South out of the, the Union. I mean, that would have helped. I mean, they got to vote to get in. I mean, they why would wouldn't they be able to vote to get out? Let them out. They none did, of the fighting. But this is the point. If the Southern states wanted to secede from the North. There was a procedure they could have done to do it without a shot fired required. They could have called a constitutional convention, and the states which wanted to leave could get the approval of the votes of all states present. <laughs> Why did they have to get the approval no, of the With the insufferable acts, why today. would the North, um, who was uh, getting tax revenue from the agrarian South, why would they even let them out? They would. <laughs> that would have been a question for such a convention to answer. They wouldn't have done They didn't even it. attempt it, is the point. Understood. Calling a constitutional convention isn't an easy thing to pull off. I I'm mean, aware and, of that. Thank goodness, uh, you know, they, they can't do it now. Otherwise, we'd have the, the right to clean drinking water and the right to health care and the right to everything well, I'm else. I'm against all of that. Uh, so, I, know, I know you are. My point is that when you say we should go back just to the Article of Confederation, if you read the history on the problems with it, how it basically started off with some good principles, but it, in, in practice wasn't getting the job done. Better. I agree with you. I don't think that we should go back to anything. I think we should move forward uh, to a voluntary society and abolish the state. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't totally agree with that. I think we should have strict constructionism, a le- legitimate strict constructionism. You, we should get rid of the 16th and 17th. Legitimate. We should get rid of the Federal Reserve system. What is we legitimate strict? Well, hold on, money. hold on. You're going too fast for me. What is legitimate strict constructionism? Well, for one thing, the 16th Amendment was never really properly ratified in the Constitution, nor, for that matter, was the 17th Amendment. The state legislatures select their U.S. Senate representation as Article 5 of the Constitution permits them the right to do. There should be no direct capitation tax on individuals, partly because the 16th Amendment was not properly ratified. Well, you haven't really answered my question as to what is legitimate strict constructionism. I don't understand what you mean by that. Can you explain? Straightforward read of the Constitution. So you do want to go back to the Constitution, then? That's what you want? I would myself. Why bother? Why bother trying to rescue the federal government? What's the point? Well, what are you going to replace it? Nothing. Abolish it, turn it into 50 different governments, and leave it there. I have a different opinion. You know what would happen if you did that? You'd have people from outside our country invade us and try and split the states against one another and conquer us. Uh, really? Canada? Like said, if we don't hang together, we'll hang separately. Can- that's, Canada that's or not Mexico? Not up a better alternative. How many people are invading the former uh, Soviet states? What countries are invading the former Soviet states? Thanks for the call. Really 800-259-9231. Not this is really a man who knows a lot about history. I understand that. I'm just telling I don't care if you know a lot about history... You're saying that if a uh, country of multiple states breaks up, then all of a sudden people have been just chomping at the bit are going to come in here and invade. Well, number one, it didn't happen in the USSR. Yeah, there's Georgia and well, Russia. Well, it's fear mongering. We're not going to get rolled over by the red tide across the 47th parallel. And then there's the whole ha- people right. having guns thing that'll help I mean, prevent that too. Canada's economy and Mexico's economy rely solely on the United States. We don't need to have troops in 131 nations. He didn't suggest that, by the way, um, on 700 military bases in order to have that. I mean, you know, it would be one thing to have. I don't think we don't we don't need a standing army. The founding fathers didn't need a stand standing army. We don't need a standing army. Militias managed to, um, to, to to protect this country just fine for a very long time. And that would be just fine. 
I want to live in a place where I can have a real chance at freedom and liberty in my lifetime, and I feel like as long as the federal government exists, there is not going to be a chance at liberty in our lifetime. I see no reason to have a federal government. I see no reason for a federal government either, personally. Right. But I, I don't think that the only thing, you know, there's nothing you can do about the federal government. It's so big. Sure it's is. such a juicy plum for those thieves that call themselves politicians to go after. Um, we like, can secede for real. This. Oh, when you say there's nothing you can do, you mean as far as rescuing it and t- taking it over and bringing it back to the Constitution, that yeah. kind of thing? I agree with you there. You know, I, 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 every four years I see a little bit of hope. For instance, uh, you know, Ron Paul ran in uh, 2008, and I saw a little bit of hope in late 2007 that he might be the one to do it. You know what? I thought maybe he could do it. And, you know, maybe Judge Napolitano might get in there, might be a good guy, but, you know, it's just going to be so diff- so unlikely. So unlikely. Let's continue with John in Texas. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how you guys doing? John, doing great. Good, What's sir. on your mind tonight? Well, a um, little bit about Michael Savage's situation. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, and looking at this, and, and he's not my cup of tea at all, but under free speech, you know, you have to take the good and the bad and the ugly. Absolutely. And, yep. And for Britain to say, no, sorry, can't come in, it's setting a very dangerous precedent, you know, um, and, a, and a very slippery slope. I mean... They turn around and say, okay, today it's Michael Savage. Maybe someone doesn't like you guys, the radio show. And mm-hmm. you get invited to come to Britain to go talk about something. And, you know, sorry, I'm not going to let you in. And conversely, England's like saying to some of its people, you know, sorry, you're not going out. Mm. <laughs> well, the same thing happens and, here in America. There's a, a, a tax, basically, that you have to pay if you want to bring stuff out of the country with you. And, of course, if you're on the no-fly list, you can't go anywhere. You can walk, uh, across, the border. You can walk across the border naked. You're free to leave. But I, I'm with you. I think that uh, I think that Michael Savage is a jerk, but I think that, since obviously, I'm not uh, somebody who supports the idea of an authoritarian state, so I think that he should be able to fly wherever he is. is wherever an airline company will voluntarily take him. Right. Uh, so, well, I don't think that... Uh, you know, England doesn't claim to be the land of the free. Perhaps somewhat they do, but, but they, they do don't. Have a, they, they do have a long tradition, though, yep. of of free speech and, and but not and anymore. Sort of not anymore. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Well, and, you and know, it's, we. going, it's going that way here in this country. I'm afraid yeah. they they just convicted know, that woman for uh, online harassment or something like that. Yeah, gave her two I years. Know, we're getting out. Of, we're getting so yep. PC or whatever you want to call it. But the thing, too, about Savage's situation is he's already in England. I mean, you can pick him up on, you know, on Internet. You can pick him up probably through some of the radio channels and stuff. So you're not going to ban Michael Savage out of England. Well said, sir. We'll get through, and by doing this and, and them making it so public, it yeah, just they're draws just attention to him. Right, they're giving him free press. His message. Yeah, yeah you, exactly. can, you can't buy press like that. I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. It, it, that was you're abs- he's absolutely right. I mean, th- this whole thing for Savage has been huge. It's got to be huge for people uh, tuning into a show that maybe you never heard of him before or something like that. So I'm on the front page and because I, I know it made uh, the front page a drudge and that gets some serious traffic. So it's it's big, you know it's big news and 
Good for him. I, I wish we could have controversy like that with this show. I mean, one of our co-hosts is in jail, has been sitting in a jail cell for four weeks. Can't the, get it covered at all. Yeah, the media for, doesn't care about that. For freedom of the press, just can't get it covered. Right, but yet uh, Savage phones at the mouth and uh, Great Britain bans him from his country, and that's national news for whatever reason. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is coming up. You bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything. If you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And as we launch here at hour number two of the Saturday edition, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free on the website. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours, free, freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, did we put John on hold? John in Texas, are you still there? You still have John? Uh, he's not. He's, he's, gone. he's gone. All right, let's move on. Uh, you can bring up anything, and we'll talk to Chris in Mississippi. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Chris? Um, just want to talk about the uh, guy who was kind of upset about the Mexican speaking Spanish in America. I mean, yeah, and flying a Mexican flag or an Italian flag or whatever. Yeah, I don't quite get those people. They get angry because people speak different languages than them. But he claimed to be a constitutionalist. Wouldn't that be covered on your freedom of speech to be able to speak Spanish if you want? Or... It would be. Yeah, absolutely. It's just that the, the, these folks are nationalists to the core. They've been taught that, you know, my country is the best country for whatever reason uh, and that uh, all other countries are inferior. So how dare you fly your country's flag as high as or higher than, uh, the, you know, my country's. And, of course, the whole idea of countries is really kind of silly in, in the first place. They're just uh, lines that have been drawn on a map somewhere. Just because you were uh, pushed out of your mother's womb on one plot of land versus another doesn't make you any different to me. I think what separates people is what they choose to do with their lives and the decisions that they make and, and how they live. I think that's what people should be judged upon, not not based on where they happen to be uh, birthed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the thing is, like, they speak English, but they don't realize that English has elements of, like, almost every language in the world, a part of it. Like, English words come from, like, French and German and Spanish. Sure does. Every day, but just don't realize it. Well, I think and, that there uh, is a legitimate gripe wrapped up in all of that uh, sort of uh, you know, ethnocentrism, and that legitimate gripe is that I, as a taxpayer, should not have to pay to print you know whatever legal documents that the government has out there. You shouldn't uh, have to pay taxes. I, I I agree with that, but right. I, as a taxpayer, since we have that, there, you know, since we are paying taxes, my tax dollars should not go to printing all these other documents and all these other languages. Should uh should Hispanics, uh, people that speak Spanish, should their tax dollars go to print those things? Um, as far as I'm concerned, the federal government should be so minuscule. Um, actually, it shouldn't exist. I, I, I'd get rid of it entirely. But it, right. you know, in, in a, in, under a constitutional government, the government should be so minuscule that it really wouldn't matter what they needed to print because it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't interdict with the, the average person on a regular basis. Yeah, hey. I, I don't think. Go ahead, Chris. Chris, thanks for the call tonight. Good hearing from you. Let's talk to Bob listening to WFTL in Florida. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. 
Yes, I enjoy your program very much. Thanks, Bob. What's on One your of mind? the things that I, I think people uh, misunderstand is the fact that we don't have a constitutional form of government. In other words, our founding fathers in the Federalist Papers stated very plainly that this government must be, have enough power to control but not enough power to oppress. Yet at every turning point in this government, it's, it, the whole thing becomes oppressive. It doesn't matter what it is. The whole thing gets you know all knotted together. And, and the laws, all of a sudden, they become oppressive. I mean, right now you've got the largest number of, uh, of prisoners of any country in the world in our jails today. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awful. And it goes, it's getting worse and worse. There's a law for everything. And yeah. there's one common thread in this. You know, James Madison, when he wrote the Federalist Papers, he stated very plainly, we must not have same-hands control. Today, you have lawyer legislators making the laws, mm-hmm. and then you've got lawyer judges adjudicating the laws, and then you've got lawyer prosecutors enforcing the laws. You remember Lord Acton said power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. It's a sad thing to realize we're supposed to have representative form of government, yet the lawyers in this country represent a small, minuscule part of the population. Well, now let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. The whole representative form of government thing is a fantasy. Uh, It could never be true because it's just not possible. I mean, yes, you're right. Certainly the lawyers are overrepresented in government. uh, But uh, but even if you were to elect a bunch of plumbers, then, you know, (laughs) they're still not going to represent anybody but themselves. Everybody represents themselves, and that's it. Well, the thing is, you're, you're looking at something that says this is uh, supposed to happen, but we can't have when when he, when, when they uh, mention same hands control, uh, you, you everything's out of whack because we don't have that representative form of government. You know, I think your original point about there being some sort of subtle difference between uh, control and oppression. Uh, for me, control is a control without consent is oppression. Uh, so for me, there is no dividing line between those two concepts. If you have the ability to control the lives of your neighbors, you have inherently the ability to oppress them. If you exert any control without their consent, that is oppression, by, in my opinion, by definition. But the thing, the state constitution in the state of Florida says very plainly, you cannot be a member of two parts of government at the same time. It's Article 2, Section 3. It says you cannot be a member of two parts of government at the same time. The lawyers, by an unsigned ballot, integrated with the Supreme Court in 1949. They are part of the judicial branch of government. Therefore, they cannot be a member of the legislative executive branch of government. Oh, that's they're all breaking the law. And it's all done by secret and unsigned ballots. And the people are wondering what's happening here. I mean, like I say, more and more people. You got more policemen in the, st- in the streets of all your cities all over the country, and yet we have the most crime. It just goes on and on and on. And you even like we have a drug problem in America, a serious drug problem. You talk to a police officer on the street, and you ask him, "Why don't you pick up the drug dealers?" And the first thing he says, "What's the sense of picking up the drug dealers when two hours later the drug lawyers got him back in the street again?" The drug lawyers in off to the court, and he's part of the federal government. Uh, uh, the well, it doesn't matter government. if you. It doesn't matter if you lock somebody away. And by the way, it's not true that you just pick up a drug dealer and then some lawyer gets him out necessarily. It is. It is. There yeah, are I've people. Down, no, I can I've tell you, I've there. been in jail. Uh, Mark has been in prison, and there are people in there sitting there right now, rotting away, who were selling and/or using drugs, and they weren't harming anybody else. And uh, you know. Totally agree. Totally agree. But yeah. I'm just saying we have a major, major drug problem in, in Dade County and Miami, Florida here. And well, like you have a prohibition that, problem is what you have. I mean, drugs well, are maybe, drugs are going to exist whether or not there is prohibition. But when there's prohibition, that's when the problems come around, like corrupt cops, violence in the streets, all that stuff. I thank you for the call. Good points tonight, Bob. 800-259-9231. Drugs think, are not a problem. It's prohibition and violence that are problems. I think it's also an interesting portion of his argument about uh, lawyers not getting into uh, the legislative branches. There's uh, there's a portion of the Constitution that says there should be no titles of nobility. And uh, the idea there is that there won't be one class 
of rulers and a, and a class of serfs. And I think to some extent, lawyers are the rulers. I mean, they're Seems the ones. That way. They're they the, write ones the, laws. the only ones that can write that. You read that crap that they call laws. They write it. They read it. They enforce you it. You know, the party of the first part, the party of the second part. What? Why? You have you? If you've ever tried to read laws, they're almost indecipherable. It's incomprehensible. Uh, let's continue with your calls and talk to Paul in Florida, listening to WFLA. Hello, Paul. Yes, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, um, a couple of callers ago, uh, there was a statement about the uh, standing army. Yes, yes. sir. And uh, I really, I'm, I'm actually a firm believer that we should maintain a standing army, and the Constitution does, uh, under Article One of the Constitution, it refers to Congress having the power to... Um, to create an army. In what way would you, let's instead of getting into arguments about what the Constitution says and doesn't say, because we'll say that it says that the army is supposed to be abolished every two years or after two years, but whatever. How about this question for you? If you believe that there should be a standing army, what do you think should be done to me for not funding it? Well, um, I, I think we have to understand or we have to move away from that and move towards what the mm-hmm. army does do because – Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, move away from what <laughs> I'm ways. sure the army does well, great because, things. Because I know that they – look, I know the army passes out candy to the Iraqi kids no, and they no, love them and they I'm give flowers about. to that's women and they don't shoot anybody and they don't drop any bombs on anybody. I understand the army's full no, no, of great no, guys doing – hey, wait, just a second. I understand sure, that they do all of that stuff. My question to you is, as a Quaker, I am a conscientious objector. I do not want to pay to – drop bombs on people and shoot people that, as far as I'm concerned, haven't had trials. As a matter of fact, I don't want to pay for that kind of violence at all. What are you going to do to me if I don't pay my taxes to or pay the taxes to uh, to fund this standing army of yours? Okay, well, <laughs> that's great. That's a nice loaded question, but... Um, what are you going to do? Why is not loaded? loaded? I mean, you're, not, you're not paying your taxes, so... I'm, they're on. not my I'm taxes. Tell you they're what. your taxes. You're the one supporting the army. I'll tell you what. Well, I'm going to bring you back. You well, why, hey... But, I'm going to bring you back. I want to make sure you get a fair shot, uh, shot at this because it's a good – I think it's a good, fair question, and I want to continue discussing it with you. So we're going to bring you back here in moments. More with Paul, your calls as well about whatever you want if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. The question again is if you believe there should be a standing army, then what would you have done to me or Mark – what would you have done to us if we decide we don't want to pay for your standing army? Simple question. And no, I don't want to get away from that question because it's very important to me. What are you going to do to me if I don't pay for your army? Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And do you want liberty in your lifetime? Join the Free State Project at the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 25th through the 28th, for a weekend of freedom and fun. Early bird registration is only $15, though I think we might have to check on that because I think that might have expired at this point. It may be up to 20 at this point. Uh, but go to porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C, porkfest.com. And we will see you there, by the way, because Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, as we did last year. It was a lot of fun then, and we'll be back again this year. So let's get back to your phone calls. I think uh, Paul is still with us. Is Paul with us still? Paul? 
Yes, oh, sir. Okay, you're back. So we were talking about the standing army, and you said you vehemently support a standing army. And I said, well, fine, fine. That's great that you support a standing army. What about me? What will you do to me, Paul, if uh, you find out that I'm not supporting your standing army? Okay, well, because you collectively benefit from the army, um, and because of its necessity, then, and if you are not signing to that social contract, then I would throw you in jail or deport you, send you somewhere else. So you would get violent then. Can you see one of the well, reasons? No, it, it's not, can you it's see not one of the violence. reasons why just, the founding it, fathers might have said that they considered uh, the, uh, a standing army to be well contrary to freedom? Well, the founding fathers don't live in a globalized economy and don't live in a globalized. So why is it that world. I should they were, pay? They were agrarian farmers. Why should? Why they were is not it, living in a globally technological. Why is it that society. I should pay to keep the sea lanes open on for uh, for the for, for the globally uh, the, the global economy? Why should well, I pay uh, for I that? I think the microphones you're speaking on right now. I think the things that I'm wearing, the clothes that you're wearing, is all product of export and imports and uh, of keeping the sea lanes, maintaining the sea lanes open. Don't, so you, think that they, you, don't, you, think, don't you think that I should have to pay in the cost of those microphones for the things that I get imported? Wouldn't that make more sense that the, you know, say the ships have to, you know, the, 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 the importer-exporter people have their own security? Yeah, they have to have their so, own security? So you would, but that would pass on a lot of costs. To the consumer, and it'd be a hell of a lot cheaper. It's a heck of a lot cheaper. Are you not aware that the every make exportation or importation? Feasible. Wait a minute. Are you oh, not so you aware that everything that the government does? The microphones in the first place. Are you not aware that everything that the government does they do inefficiently? So therefore, we're pass we're paying for all those costs anyway in the form of taxes, and we're paying significantly more. We are paying significantly more, but I would contend to you that any that that fragmented fragmented security would be a lot less efficient. Fragmented, than the you know, that's interesting. Fragmented is an interesting way to say decentralized. What you're arguing for, yeah. sir, is centralization, and history has proven that top central down, yep, top down, obey or die, centralized kind of command mentality. and control. That stuff does not work. It's inefficient. It's awful, and decentralized kicks its butt every single time. That's why a bunch of ragtag insurgents are doing a pretty darn good job of standing up against the biggest centralized military in the entire world. Have okay. you ever wondered why that was? Have you ever heard the military called Republican welfare? <laughs> I mean, you, why do you think that is? It's because Republicans like like it. Oh, well, I, and I do too. Oh, I'm, well, I'm not a Republican. Don't, oh, yeah, don't get me wrong here. I'm, yes, you I'm, are. I'm on your, te I'm on your team. It's you're, just, you're a statist. I, I, I think, I think <laughs> saying that, that we don't need a standing army is taking a little too far, especially what? when you see... Especially, Do you and, think we need to be in 131 this, this nations? Border control. This ties into border safety as well. We don't need a military for a border. I mean, even if you were, even if we were talking about border security, you can do that with another organization. You don't need the military for that. You're just trying to preserve, bum bum bum, God guts and guns. That's all it's about. Do you think our military should be in 131 nations around the world, including Saudi Arabia, where um, they have a king? Absolutely not. Not 131. How many? Well, 130 then. No, not 130. I, I think it'd be drastically reduced, but I think there are some areas in which, I mean, I know the demilitarized zone plays an important role in the uh, global security, especially the global security today with, uh, with North Korea. So the troops in the demilitarized zones, um, our protection of Japan, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. But I, I'd like I'm, to go I'm back sure, to... I'm sure Germany, yeah, we should leave. Don't I, you I, think I the think Germans can take care of themselves? I mean, they made these it. microphones that's, that's you're talking about. I, I agree. Yeah, he says leave Germany, but keep it in some of the places. We scale back our involvement in Germany, yes. Right. So let's get back to what you want to do to me. How so many sovereign wanna... damn countries do you want the American military in is what I want to know. Well, the sovereign countries have given us permission. Ah, so their great leaders can tell you whether they want to be there. 
the problem with us being in Saudi Arabia, my friend, and that's the reason that nine, you know, nine eleven occurred was because, well, the king said we could be there. What about the people in the country that don't want us there? People like his uh, stepson who want to take over and don't mind killing Americans to get people out. I mean, just it's an attitude like that that caused nine eleven. Well, it's a. I'm not. I'm not referring to uh, countries which have kings. I'm referring to countries in which the representatives are oh, different. Okay. Oh, so that 49 percent just can Screw stick them. it up their butt, huh? The 49%. The 49% of the people... The general consensus. You're, 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 51% is general consensus. Let me tell you, sir, you are not on the same side you as me. You are not a libertarian. In any way, shape, or form. You know what? You want to throw peaceful people in a prison cell. Process in the first place. Paul, you want to throw peaceful people in prison cells. What's wrong with you, dude? Uh, it's not that I want. You're collectively, you're collectively benefiting from the United States Army. I do not. When was the last time the United States military was used to fight for freedom, Paul? Uh, well, when they are on the high seas uh, and uh, are um, maintaining uh, globalized security. Look, I so. think America could do a just a fine job manufacturing whatever it needed to manufacture over here, even if the seas suddenly went, oh, crazy pirate stuff, they can't defend themselves. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the reason that our boats are all over the world is one reason and one reason only. It's the global, it's the military-industrial complex that the Republican Dwight D. Eisenhower you know, warned us about in the first place. I Stop disagree. the violence, Paul. Stop the violence, Stop Paul. Hurting Stop hurting people. Why do you want to hurt me, Paul? I'm not, I'm just because I'm for standing military does not mean I'm for violence. It just you want to hurt me? You want to no, throw because, me in a prison because, cell, Paul? No, because uh, we're, we're, uh, if you want to talk about globalized You don't security, think that's violent? I don't, don't want to talk, talk about, about global, global anything. Right. I don't, I don't care. care if somebody across the world shoots somebody else. I mean, that's their problem to deal with. We fought our revolutionary war. But then it becomes our problem when it directly... Direct, when it becomes directly, our problem, we can deal direct, with it then. We'll cross that oh, bridge when we oh, come to okay. it. Yeah. Right. So you the, know what, the, you know what Paul? The I trust the American people. We use the fire alarm theory. It's, everything is fine unless something goes wrong. No, Paul. I trust the American people to take care of themselves as far as if somebody wants to come over and mess with them from another country and but, start getting violent. We don't live in an agrarian society. It doesn't work like that. I don't anymore. know what you're talking about, agrarian. We, don't live, we the... don't live in a society where people come on boats. I know what they, farms are, are, dude. Like Shut up. Hey, be nice, Mark. You're out of control Listen, man. We, have man we were the best system. manufacturers in the world. We do not need to manufacture our stuff across the seas, and we don't need to maintain the oceans for that very reason. Well, what, what would the state of our economy be like if if we followed your prescription? It'd probably be a heck of a lot better. I'd like to you, I'd like to include that we would have you, honest money. You really think so? Well, I, we would have to. I mean, for for anything to work. <laughs> I, I just I, I don't see how I don't. Well, see how many how... people are you willing to kill and throw in prison in order to get this global economy that you're talking well, about? Well, I'm not willing to kill anyone. Yes, you, yes, are, you are, sir. sir. You're you, advocating you putting me in prison. Contract. You're advocating and, uh, and... what contract? When did I contract. sign this social and, contract of yours, punk? He's out of his mind. <laughs> I'm not Martin, out of my mind. No, no, no I mean, Mark, he's losing yeah, his I'm mind Yeah, I'm coming unglued. But you're, uh, you're talking crazy. about a social contract. Yeah. Sorry, what buddy. social contract? It doesn't I exist. didn't sign it. Signed to the social contract. I'm going to sign. I'm going to make a new social contract, government. and then I'm going to come and I'm going to put you in prison for not following it. That's right. Thanks object, for the call, Paul. Bye bye. 800-259-9231. Oh yeah. You know, Mark, the social contract thing really gets me riled up too. It is outrageous. The whole idea that well, there's this contract, and you guys agree to it by being here on this plot of land. So therefore, uh, we're gonna throw you in a prison cell if you don't want to go along with our plan. Yeah, you were born free. <laughs> This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. 
Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you, uh, whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. It's the Saturday edition of the program. And as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you uh, want to help support this show, one of the ways you can do that is by promoting us at promote.freetalklive.com. Just go there, and you'll get a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Uh, again, promote.freetalklive.com. However, Mark, if you uh, if you keep shouting at people, uh, I don't know if that's going to really turn people on i'd like you to apologize for uh, telling paul earlier to shut up i realize you were getting heated now, I why are you, you asking were... me when i agreed to this i mean what, what do you need to ask me to apologize for i apologize Paul. Okay. i That's don't need good. you to ask anything i'm just i'm just you saying, can shut up i think it was the right i think apologizing for that is the right thing to do because you don't want to lower yourself to you know to to that level to where it's just a shouting match and you, you've got the microphone here. We can always turn a caller down. So if you're getting frustrated, we can deal with that. So just try to try to keep a, a cool head throughout this. Uh, because well, shouting is not well, he threatens people to sh- throw them in jail I and, and kill people. understand it's difficult. Yes, he was threatening to kill people. He, wants tyranny. he claims to be a libertarian, wants tyranny. I don't know if he ever claimed to be a libertarian. He said he claimed I'm with to be you on guys. Our, He said he claimed to be on our side. What, what else would it make him? Then he went, to prove on, uh, went on to prove that he was nowhere near our side. Because our side has to do with, uh, at least my side is uh, eliminating aggression. Mark, you're a minarchist. So you support a very bare minimum amount of aggression. But, uh, but nonetheless... You, we had asked a very fair question about what would he do to us if we didn't want to voluntarily, uh, if we didn't want to f- support through tax dollars his standing army. And he did it. Honest, he had the honesty to admit that he would have us thrown in a prison cell. Well, he's, he didn't say he would do it. He doesn't support that. What he supports is passing the laws and then putting the agent of the state in charge of taking care of that. He so said he'd have us thrown yes. in, the, in the prison cells. He's not going to do it himself unless he happens to be a cop or whatever, which could be the case. So... Uh, so yeah, so he wants to throw us in a prison cell, and then he denied wanting to have us killed. And that may be true. He may not want to have us killed. However, if we decide that we don't want to go to that prison cell, and that we like our life out here in the free world, and decide to resist with violence, which I don't advocate, but if we decide to resist with violence, then we'll be killed. You know, like, hey, I that's, that's why those guys, those cops, carry the guns on their hips. It's for the right. people that don't want to go to jail. Right, and maybe I want to stay with my family and uh, enjoy my life here. I have not harmed anybody. Oh, wait a minute. There's a contract in effect here. Social contract. Right. Well, the social contract part, and he, and he mentioned it several times through his call, that's what makes me come unglued. Oh, God, the idea insane. that you can believe your college professor when he told you there was a social contract. Look, he's a commie. Of course he said that. He wants you to obey. He wants when the yep. Red Army rolls through, he wants you to shut up and kiss their butt. And that's all any of these anybody who's for big government really is just when you boil down to it a socialist. So yes, he was advocating violence uh, because if you don't want to go to jail, you will have violence enacted upon you. And you know what does it cost to keep somebody in federal prison? I know here in New Hampshire it's thirty thousand dollars a year for jail. Um, in, in California, I think it's uh, it's eighty thousand for fed prison. And so, uh, in, well, I'm just saying that I would imagine the fed prison is probably less than California. 
So well, let's 50, say forty fifty thousand dollars a year. So this is the brilliance of the uh, you know the economics of government, right? I mean, this guy wants his uh, big standing military, which of course on its own costs billions and billions. Right, you got to feed those guys. It's not like they're doing anything productive for the world. I mean, right. practicing blowing crap up and killing people isn't productive. And speaking of productivity, if you take me out of the economy and put me in a prison cell, I'm no longer producing anything of value. And if you do that with everybody that dissents against your war, and, dis- and there are a lot of people that don't pay for the war. There are a lot of tax protesters out there that are... 60 million in the United States, as they say. I don't know if they're all doing it because of the well, war, but there are people that are, people that are working and not paying taxes. Right. Supposedly. There are people that have made statements and said, look, I am not going to pay for this war, so therefore I'm not paying these taxes. So much so, for freedom of religion, by the way. Being a Quaker yeah. um, you know, and being a conscientious objector... You can to, be a Quaker in jail, Mark. Yeah, I can be a Quaker right. in jail. You'll, you'll be free to be a Quaker in your prison cell. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, you want to throw people in jail at the cost of $40,000 per head, you're going to start putting all, you're going to pay a whole lot of money to put all the dissenters uh, in jail, and that's just, that's not the kind of America I want to live in at all. I don't want to support your system. I didn't sign a social contract. I have no problem helping where help is needed if I feel like there's some reason to, let's say there's some madman going around the world killing people and a band of mercenaries wants to go and catch him, you might be able to convince me to, you know, throw some money into that particular effort i don't know maybe but i should be able to choose and i don't have that freedom i don't have the ability to make a choice and say yes i do support that no i don't support that it's you either support it or you'll go into our jail cells sorry that's not freedom and the contract thing is nonsense I'd love to hear somebody defend the social contract idea, though. 800-259-9231. And, and, you know, your point that you made quickly, Mark, was, I thought, pretty good. Why shouldn't we be able to get together with 30 of our friends and write up, uh, you know, a piece of paper and and sign it and create a little constitution? And then we can then we can make up our own social contract. They never wrote this one down. Right. The Constitution, I guess, is a social contract from that point. Not that I ever signed the thing and uh, not interested in signing anything that has to do with, uh, well, post office social. Socialism, and among other things, um, but it, really, I don't have any uh, any desire to be a member of the United States. Uh, from I, I want you know, I want New Hampshire to secede, but why can't I write one of those things up? Why because would it be less legitimate? Some people, uh, some people that managed to go out and vote at some point for this organization that, that put this together. What? Huh? It, do, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if it's legitimate to have a bunch of people sitting around in a room write up something called a constitution, and then after that try to control their neighbors with aggression, then why shouldn't we be able to do the same thing? Is it because it's more legitimate because they did it 200 years ago? Please. Let's continue and talk to you about whatever you want. William is on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. William. Hello, gentlemen. Nice to hear your voices. William, what's on your mind tonight? Actually, you know, I think the the thing here historically is that uh, we, the American people, do have a chance to make choices. We we can uh, mull over situations throughout the wars. The enemy, like in Germany, for instance, they observed us. If we lost an officer, the men could get together, and because they were they were uh, free souls, happy souls, they could they could get together and they could get something done. Uh, The German soldier in World War II was looking up to the authority for his dreams to come true. We already had a dream. We want to defend it. Um, so I mentioned a couple things. That agriculturally, we talked before about 150 bushels per acre of potatoes. You mentioned Jerusalem artichokes. Mm. I'd like to ask you one brief question tonight. In regard to free energy, let's say we do come across something that uh, is an energy that so doesn't cost anything. It's very, very That'll be nice. no cost. Yeah, what would that do to our society, to our world? 
Great question. Thank you for the call tonight. I think it'd be great. I think if uh, we could get uh, Americans' big fat lard butts off the couch and uh, start, you know, have a very efficient treadmill that they could just power their house and, you know, put it in a battery or something like that, that would be awesome. Well, if anything, having more uh, free energy is going to make people fatter just because they won't have to do hardly any work anymore. I mean, if you think about it, uh, if you have a an unlimited source of energy, and it's, you know, it's out there. I mean, energy is neither created nor destroyed. So inevitably, uh, energy sources will become more and more efficient over time as, well, if we have more competition which we don't really because of the government. But that's a whole other issue. Uh, but presuming energy does become uh, greater over hey, time. Hey, the government's making the economy the way, you know, the way it is so it can work. <laughs> presuming that energy sources become better over time and you get to the point of an infinite energy source, then all kinds of uh, opportunities open up. I mean, we're already on the cusp of uh, nanotechnology and all kinds of biological meldings with machines and things like that. What would society look like with unlimited energy? It would be uh, – there would certainly <laughs> – life would be a lot more comfortable because nobody would really have to work anymore. By that point, you probably have robots doing everything and – and then the robots might take over, and well, we don't want to go down that road. Let's continue with your calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Actually, I hope we get the peaceful robots. That's what we need is the peaceful robots. The, the, the reason why we're not going to get peaceful robots, at least at this point, is because governments still exist, and it's going to be the governments that are going to fund the robots. Yeah, uh, the robots they have out now blow things up. <laughs> they're going to make robots that kill people, and they're going to make better robots that kill people, and that's not a road I, I think is positive. I think we need to go down a road of uh, freedom robots, of uh, liberty-minded robots. and that just uh, clean our floor? Yeah, they clean floors and make food and uh, build things, and that's what robots should be doing. And But in order to have those kind of robots be the majority, uh, we're going to need to get rid of the government first. So we need to get rid of the state. Soon. I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. It will be that way, I think, if, uh, if the government exists and the robots uh, get better. They're going to realize that government is a bad idea, and then the robots are going to take the government out, and we'll be lucky if we survive it. 800-259-9231, or at least that's my science fiction fantasy. Terminator's coming out in a couple weeks. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, and that includes a broadband and a dial-up version, as well as a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Do you have a hospital, doctor's office, bank or utility that's in need of some something new in the area of collections SACL CAI does collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables SACL's employees are training resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect they know that not only do you want to collect your money but you want to keep your clients too SACL CAI you can see their banner at freetalklive.com they are the major sponsor of this show SACL CAI we continue with your phone calls and we'll talk to Chuck listening to WXNT in Indianapolis hello Chuck Chuck hello. you're on the air yeah, um, I'm not sure if I get where you're coming from. You, you seem to be arguing for uh, total anarchy. And no, no, no. no. Anarchy suggests that there's a lack of rules, and I'm in favor of rules on private property. I'm arguing in favor of voluntary society coming about to replace the authoritarian state. Well, who would enforce these uh, rules that you would set up? Private uh, enforcers. And who would give them the authority? Uh, well, so it will be whoever has the, the biggest uh, private enforcers will rule. 
Same as it is now. Necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, it would be the same as it is now. Basically, no. Actually, actually, odds are good that uh, if I can raise a, a bigger army, I can overthrow the government, and then I become the ruler. How are you going to raise the bigger army? Hmm? No, the same. For instance, Castro overthrew uh, uh, you know, his government, and he yeah. became the the uh, ruler of Cuba. He he got a bigger army, and he ruled. Right. Yeah, what I'm talking about is a uh, is a, an evolution, a peaceful evolution toward a voluntary society that will require a paradigm shift as far as how people think. So in order oh, to get yeah. to that point, we will need to have uh, people kind of understanding exactly what it is they're getting into, and that is they're throwing off the authoritarian, uh, violent monopoly of the state and replacing it with uh, with private agencies or market-based agencies that are competing in the marketplace on a, on a variety of uh, bases. Uh, they're going to be looking for customers based on how good of a job they're doing. And if they go and try to destroy their competition, they may find that people might not like that very much. The problem is, is that you have a billion Muslims who believe oh. in the, in the uh, Sharia law, and they're looking to impose that over the rest of the planet. You're living, so, your, yours is complete utopia so, fantasy. Wait a minute. So if I want to be protected you know, from uh, from the Muslims, the, wait a minute, Chuck, 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 hold on, buddy. World. Hold on, bud. If I, if you uh, let me make make sure I'm clear on what you're saying here. You're saying the reason why we can't leave the authoritarian state is because there are there are some people who happen to adhere to a certain uh, sect of a religion that you believe are trying to kill us. And that if it weren't for the authoritarian state robbing and pillaging us, then those people would come and actually right. kill us. Is that I'm what you're saying? saying? That given the history of the world. With the weaker people are conquered by the stronger people. So you're saying that Americans are weak. Power. You're saying Americans are weak compared to no. I'm saying that if Muslims? we disbanded our government at this point and completely disbanded our military, some other uh, authoritarian like the the Muslims would come in and just completely conquer. So us, you believe Americans are a bunch of pushovers? You believe that in the absence of an authoritarian state, Americans will be be a bunch of pushovers and they'll just let anybody not come in push, and take them over? Not push that the Muslims almost uh, took over Europe, uh, and, and it was just. Biden. I'm not talking about Europe here. We're talking about Americans. You no, said that in the absence history. of the government, uh, I understand. What, I see where you're coming from, but you're saying that, um, that Americans who what, what's the gun uh, ratio here in, in America? It's about one for every uh, American. One about right, one gun for every American, and, and I think it's like the average gun owner has three or something or nine. You're or we would become a tribal society, and then no. we would have like warlords like they have over in no. Somalia. No, that's not what and I'm the saying. What you're telling me, what you're telling me, Chuck, is that in the absence of a federal government, that Americans would just let people well, ride on in here and take over their towns and tell them what to do, right? I'm saying that if we, well, we're, we have what we have now, and not not by good means. I'd go back to the Constitution and and the states controlling things. Are you are you even comprehending what I'm asking you? Are you yeah, you, well, you're you're living in some kind of fantasy Disneyland world that just could not exist. So wait, it's a the, fantasy to wait. It's a fantasy. It. Hold on, it's a fantasy to believe that Americans can defend themselves all by themselves, like with, big people, with, like big uh, adults. With guns when other people would could be coming in here with tanks. Yeah. So the Muslims, the, uh, the, the people in the Muslim religion, are going to roll tanks into America now? Is that what you're saying? They could. How's that going to work exactly? Because they have they have the technology we have because we sold it to them. So the and Muslim aircraft carriers, the Muslim uh, the Muslim military equipment's going to come here and invade and take over America, right? And the Americans are just going to roll right over and just take if, it. Is that what you're saying? Our 
army tomorrow, not just the Muslims, but there will be other threats who would come in and take over us. You are ludicrous. You are absolutely ludicrous. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you yeah, understand what happened? You want to talk about man. history? Let's talk about Switzerland. Do you know what Switzerland is uh, all about as far as their military is concerned? Switzerland is because they're protected by all the countries around them. Well, so we are too. invaded Switzerland. They, they, no, they weren't protected in World War II. No, Hitler was invading all of the countries the around Switzerland. Do you recall that? Both sides of the road. Do you do you During recall II, when Hitler was? All right, listen. Hitler was invading all kinds of countries over in that region, and he specifically was advised against invading Switzerland. Do right, you know why? Because of their terrain and, and different things that they had. Because what? But, well, terrain. Because, because there would have been a tough nugget to crack at the time, and he's why? To deal with them why? Later. Wait, wait. Besides terrain, why would it have been a tough nugget to crack? Because they had a pretty tough army. Well, what do well, you mean by that? They didn't have a tough army in the sense. They didn't have an army. Tough nugget, even for us in today's technology, <laughs> they had a, to overtake that part of the world. They had a Everybody they had a militia. Iraq. Right, Just Chuck, so you know, thanks right. for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Go ahead, Mark. Well, in, in Switzerland, they had a militia um, more than an army. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, every basically everybody, every male is a member of the military, and they all have a gun at their house. Yes, and, a machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're pretty good. They call them, you know, Hitler's uh, advisors called them the little porcupine, and that did manage to keep them safe. Now, I am not, uh, I understand where Chuck's coming from. I understand why he's confused with what you're talking about. I think the things that you talk about befuddle people because you talk about them as though they have some kind of frame of reference. I have it. I've been doing a show with you for a very long time, but I can see why Chuck would say, whoa, and then... I Chuck it- was saying Americans are a bunch of pushovers. He was saying that if uh, if there was no military, that Americans would just, people would come in, roll right in here with their tanks, and uh, Americans would just well, take it. I think and that's that, nonsense. It, it, I agree that uh, that the, the the military and so many things, it, all big government programs are sold with fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yes. And the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that he's talking about is essentially, what are those Muslims? Well, the Muslims aren't going to come over to the United States and invade the United States on uh, you know a non-existent aircraft craft carriers with non-existent <laughs> tanks, um, and uh, you know come over here and take us over. If we're not over in their country, mm, the reason point. that we got uh, you know airplanes flown into our uh, skyscrapers on 9/11 them. was because we are in their country. But that still doesn't satisfy the mark. Even if you could make the point, and I think it's a great point that you're making, and I think it's true, and it's the reason why 9/11 happened and all that. But even if there were no troops in 130 whatever countries around the world, and even if there were no 700 military bases, that still wouldn't satisfy these folks because they still believe that there's somebody hiding out there or just waiting yep. to get the Americans because they all... hate our way of life and blah, 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 whatever it is the excuse is. So you'll never be able to satisfy them with that one, and, which is why I go to the, the gun issue that is Americans are very well armed. Sure. And the same you member... can't fight a land war in the United States of America. You cannot exactly. fight a land war in the United States of America. No matter who the you are. The only way you can invade a country is boots on the ground. As far as I'm concerned, let the Muslims, uh, you know, come up to Chesapeake Bay and take out uh, Washington D.C. Please, as far as I'm concerned, it's well, a terrible idea to have a capital on the on the well, coast. Actually, that'd be pretty easy because D.C.'s got a gun ban for the most part. Right. So they roll right in so, there. But you're not going to take over America yeah. just because you take over Washington D.C. Not with the layers upon layers of government that we have in this country. Uh, the United States, the the federal government, does nothing for the average person. Nothing. 
Except impoverish them. Right, absolutely. Take their, money, them. take their money away and give it to middle class bureaucrats. And, uh, and to do it, nothing to uh, you know, better the economy. Enforce asinine arbitrary laws and regulations upon them, impoverishing them ever more as they uh, jump through all kinds of endless hoops that the government puts in front of them just to be able to do business, just to be able to possibly make a buck or two cents after all the taxes are taken out of it. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to get to the story here because, of course, the phones are blowing up, which is what they're supposed to do on this show, and that's what it's all about, taking your calls. But there is a story about a man who went into jail for missing jury duty. Now, if you thought the draft didn't exist in America, this is proof it does. The jury selection process is a miniature draft, and the punishments can be quite severe if you don't want to go along with their little program. And it's all, you know, it's all back to using force on people. Nobody signed a social contract saying they would go and obey and do jury duty, though I do recommend it, and I do recommend you nullify the verdicts. But that's a topic for another time. Well, depending on the case. More coming up here. Hour 3 is on the way. You bring up anything. If you're on the line, we'll get to you. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Continuing here with your phone calls, we go to the ladies first. It is Natasha in Pennsylvania. Natasha, you're on with Free Talk Live. Ian and Mark here. Hey. Hey, you're on the air, Natasha. Go ahead. I think that... They don't want to legalize marijuana, even though it could totally help the economy right now, because they're making some secret money off selling it to other countries. You think the federal government is selling marijuana to other countries? That's right. That's right, man. Do you have any evidence for your claim? Like, you know, it it really could help the economy, and we're in such a... Well, I'm with you. I think that it would be a great thing uh, for marijuana and all drugs to be legalized or decriminalized. I think that would be a boon for the economy. I think uh, because, number one, because then the black market prices would no longer be a factor. And so, therefore, all those people that are spending way too much on their drug habits would be able to have the same habit uh, or even a, a larger habit for a half or, or a, you know, a tenth of the price that they're currently paying, which means they can put that money towards other things. Uh, and, of course, then there's the the whole tax side of things where the... The billions of dollars the federal government spends. Hmm? Thanks for the call. Where the billions of dollars the federal government spends uh, would no longer be an issue. They could uh, theoretically return that to the people, but we all know the government's not going to do that. Nah, all that. All that said, taking the uh, ending prohibition would go a long way to make life in America a lot more peaceful for a lot of people, and uh, it would get those products out of the hands of criminals. It's a great thing to decriminalize and legalize, and it needs to be talked about. And I'm glad people are talking right about that, it more. I think that she's right that the government um, is is not legalizing marijuana because it benefits uh, financially from from not legalizing. I don't think that there's any global conspiracy to sm- sell marijuana elsewhere. You can grow marijuana just about anywhere yeah. because it's a weed. Yeah, absolutely. Now there is 
evidence that government people are bringing marijuana in from other places. I mean, the, for instance, there's been evidence about the CIA smuggling cocaine and things like that. And so we know that government agents that have certain privileges as far as border crossings and things like that are more than likely to utilize their privileges for the purposes of uh, making black market profits off of these products. So it's not likely to be some sort of grand conspiracy at the upper levels that Obama knows about. It's just something that's going on with a few Border Patrol guys here, a few military members there. Wherever it is they have the opportunity to bring things in, whether it's bringing in heroin from Afghanistan or bringing in marijuana from Mexico or cocaine from Colombia, those are people that are in unique positions to be able to look the other way as their friends bring those products through, or they themselves might actually bring the product through. That's happening. As far as the government being some grand conspiracy overarching all of it, you don't really have any proof for it. We continue here, 800-259-9231. We will talk to, I believe we've got Tom listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey there, How are Tom. you? What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know what? I totally defend the right for you guys to say what you're saying. I couldn't defend that more, but I couldn't disagree with either one of you gentlemen more. And what? I just want to say two things, okay? okay sure, Bear go. with me a second. Yep. Number one, everything you're advocating was tried. And it was tried previously, first in the Middle Ages with city-states, and second, it was tried again in our country, something called the Civil War. And you know what? Abraham Lincoln said it better than I could ever say it. A house divided against itself cannot stand, period. So kill everyone who's in that well, house, the second. people that are in the house. Um, we don't would... kill everybody. No, just hundreds of thousands of Americans in the Civil War, right? I got to ask you a question. No, well, before you jump yeah. on, my question is: there have no, no, hold on. Just, no, just, me, no, no, just, just uh, you made question. a statement that I'd really oh, like to ask a couple of questions sure, about. Ahead. Now, there's a North and South of Korea. There's a North and South Vietnam, or right. what there was at one point. There's uh, the Russia. Russia's broken apart. The Ottoman Empire broke apart. The house divided itself. Absolutely, can stand. No, it didn't stand. And Which one are you referring stand. to? Um, you pick one. How about the United States? There really wasn't a South and a North. There wasn't a Confederate States. There was a group of straight states that tried to advocate for states' rights. And if you gentlemen go back into history and open up a history book, you'll find out that even without, and I'm going to use a southern term, okay, of northern aggression, the South started disintegrating. The Confederacy fell apart. Do you know one of the reasons it fell apart? Because they needed each other for commerce, and they didn't like that. They didn't like the idea that, all of a sudden, the Army of Virginia wanted to take the Army of Maryland, wanted to take the Army of, of, uh, of Texas. It, it doesn't work, gentlemen. When did the Ar- Army of Maryland, uh, excuse well, me, the Ar- in- Army of Virginia try to take over the Army of Texas? When I say trying to take it over, what happened was there were individual militias. We actually had that in the north, okay? There were individual state militias. When the first Confederate Congress met under Jefferson Davis, and I believe his name was Hamlin, was the, uh, if I'm not wrong, was the vice president of the Confederacy. One of the reasons he resigned was because Jefferson Davis, who was actually a military man himself, product of West Point, realized that you couldn't have individual state militias. He said what we need to do is have an organized army, and we need to have that standing army, gentlemen, and we need to have that organized under a well, basically a, a um, hierarchy. If you well, want to use I, that I would agree with you. Just well, to, and, and if I can read. just quote um, Smedley Butler, two-time uh, you know Medal of Honor winner, right. um, I, that the you know war is the health of the state. I absolutely do believe that well, an overarching federal federal government is, is going to benefit from a standing army. A standing army. The very fact that you gentlemen are able to get on the air and advocate what you're advocating, 
you're benefiting from the fact that we you live in the most free nation in the world. That's not and true. You, sure, it's true. No, you it's not. Uh, look, the Heritage Foundation. No the Heritage Foundation says that uh, the United States is uh, fifth or sixth right now. Okay, give me a. Give me a country right now that you feel is more free, that will I, give look, you all the freedoms you I have. I can't tell you because I haven't you been to all of them. However, yeah, I will you tell you what tell the Heritage me. Foundation says, and they say that, that Ireland is more free, they say Belarus is more free, and they say that Hong Kong is more free. That's and economic that's freedom, though, right? people are trying to come to this country. One other thing, and you know, like Go I ahead. say, I, 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 listen, I... I understand what you gentlemen are trying to do. I think it's very sophomoric, and I think it's... I think What's it's sophomoric kind of about... <laughs> what is sophomoric, sir, about advocating people stop aggressing against their neighbors? What's sophomoric about that? Who's advocating aggressing against their neighbors? You are, if you're I supporting am? the when state. When I say that? Are you supporting an authoritarian state? No. What are you supporting, sir? Go ahead. I'm supporting the United States of America. That's an authoritarian state, sir. They tell you opinion, what to do, and if you don't go along with it, they'll hurt you. That. Well, isn't it, oh, isn't it my now. opinion that counts when it, when it comes to freedom? Our opinion counts when it comes to freedom. You're part of the state. I am not part of the state, sir. Thank you. You made a statement before. America, birthplace of fascism. What evidence do you have for your statement that I am part of the state? Go ahead. Oh, are you living in the United States? I am living on a plot of land. Do you have a license to operate? Of course you do, FCC. No, we no, actually, we're not, actually don't. We, we don't have licenses to operate in that, uh, well, the very in that fact fashion. You haven't, well, then, the very fact you haven't even been shut down shows the freedom that you have to operate. Try so what you're Russia. saying is that They're because that you're saying – hold on a second. Are you trying to get me to believe Look, that just, just because, because we Mark, have better hold cancer? On, Mark. Look, are you trying to get me to believe that just because the tyrants here are a little more allowing towards certain things that this is not an authoritarian state? We don't have tyrants, and this is not an authoritarian. Sir, if I don't go along with what you say, if I don't go along with what they say, they're going to throw me in a jail cell. And you know what? I've been in that jail cell, sir. Have you? They called them gulags in Russia. Have you been in jail before? No, I haven't. Okay, I have, and I went to jail. What did you do? Huh? What did you do to? I didn't do anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you must have done something. All I did was I just allowed my tenants to do what they wanted to do. They had a couch out in their yard, and nobody uh, would come and tell me who wanted to get that couch removed. And because of that, I didn't have the couch removed, and they threw me in a jail cell over it. So it's well, the most in this petty country, of. We don't throw people in jail cells for nothing. You and I know that. Hey, can I just. And listen, I don't want to tie up your phone lines. Can I just. One other thing that you said, and having been a, a, a part of that standing army many years ago, I, I take exception to something you said. You asked a former caller, a previous caller, I'm sorry, you said, what was the last time that our standing, I think you said standing army, fought for freedom? Freedom, yes. You know when it was? Mm. Think back about three or four weeks ago when a gentleman was being held by a bunch of Somali pirates with a gun to his head. That was the United States Navy. Yeah, but that wasn't my freedom. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. That wasn't our freedom here. Right. Well, that's, in this country. that's that guy's freedom. And as far as I'm concerned, why, why is it that the American milita- military should be employed to protect the employee of a shipping company? They the shouldn't. shipping company should be responsible for having their own security. Hire some mercenaries or hire your own security force or whatever. It's not my responsibility. 800-259-9231. Ask me if I want to help pay for it. And I think that what the SEALs right. did was were very brave. However, the employment of them, I, I feel, was cowardly. That man is living in a fantasy if he doesn't think this is an authoritarian state. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The Saturday edition of the program, toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. 
And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got features, and they're free, including the bulletin board system with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, Free, uh, all free for you, fun stuff, serious issues. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate a business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark all at LegalZoom.com. They're empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. You can use code FTL as in Free Talk Live, FTL, to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. And if you don't have a will, you're really putting your family in danger. LegalZoom.com. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Uh, so what a laughable uh, caller. I mean, to, to suggest that this is not an authoritarian state that we live in, I gave the most in, one of the most innocuous examples of uh, so-called crimes out there, the crime of disobedience in that uh, the, the, the couch that was on my tenant's property was not moved, and they put me in jail as a result of that. Even worse, our friend Sam, who's currently in a jail cell. I don't cell. see how you could uh, state that the, you know, the country that has more people in prison than any other country in the face of the earth has ever had. Yeah, it's not, not an a police state. I mean, how can you yeah. how can you make that statement? What kind of uh, you know cognitive blindness do Fantasy, you have? Rose-colored glasses. Uh, yeah, it's it's just bizarre to me. Our friend uh, Sam, co-host on the show, uh, filmmaker at ObscuredTruth.com, is on his fourth full week coming up on his fourth full week in a jail cell because he recorded for, video right. in a public court lobby, which in, even in their own rules says you you've got the freedom of the press, and then he wouldn't give his name to his captors. And so, therefore, they've decided to keep him forever. That's not authoritarian right. or anything. And the Supreme Court says, even though you have the right to remain silent, you must give your name. Now, where, where does where, if if I don't if I have the right to remain silent, how is it that I'm going to I have the responsibility of giving my name? You don't remember signing that social? It's a social contract. It says that right. in there. And they can hold you indefinitely as a yeah. result. You can get a life sentence in this country for not giving your name to Look, a cop, and it's not a, it's not authoritarian. You state. agree to all this by being here, Mark. See, you're yeah. on this plot of land, and so therefore. You agree to all this stuff, right? I guess I agreed to it when I was born here, right? <sighs> Let's continue and talk to Todd in Michigan on the amp line. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going, Mark? Todd, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, Mark, before we go into yes, uh, my call here, I just want to say, Mark, don't let those callers get to you, man. They, <laughs> they're really a bunch of idiots anyway. I'm, I'm cracking up. Um, but anyway, uh, I wanted to let you guys know I, I saw the new Star Trek movie that yeah. debuted this weekend. How was it? And I have to tell you, um, it's awesome. It's great. Hmm. I mean, if anybody is really a hardcore Trekkie, I don't think you're going to be leaving the theater uh, disappointed. I mean, what about if you're not a hardcore Trekkie? Like I've seen a handful of the Star Trek films over the years, and uh, I've seen a few of the uh, the television episodes, and it's been enjoyable. But you know, I'm not a Trekkie hardcore. No, it's sort of a compromise. Um, the, the filmmakers made a compromise between the tr uh, the Trekkies and the non-Trekkies, mm -hmm. and they sort of did something a little bit different. I don't want to give away any okay. spoilers or anything, but it's it's new. It's much more updated. I mean, the original Enterprise was was great, but this new Enterprise is more updated. It's sleeker. Um, the well, the guy that's behind the uh, the movie, the J.J. Abrams guy, he's uh, he's quite quite the uh, quite the filmmaker, isn't he? I mean, he's uh, the guy behind Lost yeah, and a is. handful of other things. Hey, thanks for the good review tonight. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are looking forward to seeing that if they haven't already seen it. I saw the the, the Facebook updates yesterday. All kinds of people were saying, "Great movie." I didn't even uh, know it was coming out, so uh, maybe I'll you know take, make an effort to go see it. 
you know, I'm holding out for Terminator. I, I don't go and see a whole lot of movies in the theaters just because no. I'm, I'm cheap, uh, but definitely... Some of them are really great, though. Yeah. I, I saw The last one I saw in the theaters was Iron Man. and it, You know what? You kept <laughs> talking about that movie, and it was not anywhere near as good as you'd talked it up to be. Well, I can tell you, I it really enjoyed cheesy, it. cheesy, which is fine. I mean, I enjoy a cheese, and I, it was entertaining, but you made it sound like it was the greatest movie of all time, and I do not agree with that assessment at all. I thought it was great. Anyway, well, you can bring up anything on this show. We continue here and talk to I believe Ron is on the line in Pennsylvania. Ron, you're on Free Talk Live. Ron in Pennsylvania, going once. Ron, going twice. I heard a little noise. I'm here. There There he is. is. Ron, what's on your mind tonight? Well, here's a thought for you. United Nations. Uh, The United Nations was created at the uh, end and the cusp of uh, World War II. I would think the United Nations could possibly be underground Nazis. Underground Nazis, okay. Well, would they still be there? I mean, considering that there's, you know, there's uh, representatives of each station, state, state, excuse me, country. Think think of this. Their headquarters is here in the United States in Manhattan, Mm -hmm. right? Isn't it interesting how you have a global congress of people uh, based in the United States. Well, what's that? What's that supposed to leave me with? I don't really know. Well, you know, we, uh, Alex Jones is saying, you know, there's uh, uh, globalists taking over the banks and this and that. Well, while the banks are being uh, compromised, countries are being compromised. Okay, the United Nations could evolve into a global congress where the uh, Secretary of the United Nations would be a global president. There are ve- now, I, think you're, I think you're right about that speculation. I think there are people around the world that would love to see just that uh, description sure. and come unelected, to reality. Well, unelected problem, rulers of the United Nations ruling over us. The problem here is there is a lot of people that are not interested in change of that caliber, okay? Uh, you are not going to have a global utopia overnight. Okay. Now, uh, Nor are you ever going to get a global utopia well, out of centralized command and control, which is all the United Nations would be. It would be another step right. of uh, centralized government, and it's an awful right. idea. Though I don't think anything yeah. that you've said it points to any Nazi uh, tendencies. However, the Nazis were well, the National Socialists, and there is no doubt that there are a bunch of socialists and probably well, a bunch of fascists saying, together well, in the United Nations. In, in adding what uh, Chuck said when you were talking about Switzerland, what I would like to add is the United States is very much two countries. Besides what's going on on the surface with all the military parties, the divisions of the military, and the theatrical government, you know, the government is actually a theatrical practice of history, okay? There's a government inside the government, but at the same time, while all that's going on on the surface, there is an underground in this country. And under, you're saying there's an underground government, a shadow government, something like that? Let me, let me explain something. Uh, we don't really have time war. for you to explain it. No, I no, just, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. The Civil War did not end. The fight between the North and the South has changed. Now it's a fight between the American underground and the visible historical government. Okay. If anybody that's fully... You're saying that there are two governments fighting in America? Is that what you're saying? 
the, the Confederate government is still in existence. It's now the American underground. Who is in control? Is it the underground well, or the regular government? There, there is a, there is an, there is a sleeping nation, and anybody that compromises the borders here. You are all over the place. I can't get a straight answer out of you. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I don't know if there's a shadow government. I don't care. I know the government that does exist and I can see is tyrannical and awful. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them to you, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, all you have to do is click and download. They're yours. An entire year's worth of them are free right there on the front page of our website, at freetalklive.com. Show is about your calls, and you can bring up anything. So we go to the phones. And to the phone, we'll talk to Nick in Indianapolis, listening to WXNT. Hello, Nick. Yeah. Hey, you're on yeah. the air. I'd like to talk about authority. Yes, sir. I hate it. Welcome to the club. Yes. Um, anyway, I just I was talking with some people, and uh, I just I think the you know, we can go back and forth through any topic you want to talk about, about the government and all these other things, but it just comes right down to the authority issue. And I guess a lot of people aren't posed that question, but you just ask, you know, we're all human, so where do these people get off saying that they have authority? I mean, where does it come from? That, yeah, who gave them that authority? I just don't understand. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I can tell you that it doesn't take a genius to just stop back for a second and look at it and say, okay, they're human. Okay, and then somebody can say, well, it's democracy, uh, they voted them in. That's not true, because I didn't vote them in. That's correct. So, democracy I, comes from it, the idea that, that more people can kill you, than more people can kill fewer people. That's really where it comes from. There's 51% of us, 49% of them, we should be able to beat them. Because that, what else would it be? How, and how else could 51% of a voting populace be able to tell 49, 49% of the voting populace, plus the people who voted no by you know, not going out and voting that day, how can they tell them who's going to rule over them and who's going to make the rules? Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you are voting or even if you are those other people, the 49% or the 51%, it's like you, none of them are going to agree on anything anyway. Mm -hmm. So who gives them the authority to even vote on it? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And the other thing about authority that people never look at is uh, what, what, what are those experiments? They, uh, I can't remember. Milgram experiment? The Milgram experiment. Where Stanford they, prison experiment? Well, the, the Milgram experiment where they did the, you know, the guy in the lab coats tells uh, somebody sitting at a, at a table, and everybody's seen these in school. You know, no, shock, I don't think they have. Shock this person um, you know, for getting that answer wrong. And what they ended up doing was, well, just because a guy in a lab coat would stand behind them and tell them to do it, they'd shock somebody until they killed them. Yeah, all the way to the after, max. To until after they didn't make any noise anymore. And that's one of the real problems with authority is that people can abdicate their responsibility with authority. You know, the, guy, the guy who was uh, called in earlier I'm tonight, following said, orders. he said, oh, I wouldn't throw you in jail, but the government would. Well, who gives the government its yeah. power? A bunch of people like you abdicating oh, their own personal res responsibility. Yeah, Go well, ahead, I'm not sorry. Not Nick, not Nick in Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he gives that authority because he lets it happen. 
and I'm just frustrated. I really want to move up to the, uh, the Free State Project. I mean, I am oh, I'm so ready to move up there. But well, I'm trying to convince my wife. Oh, the wife thing. Yeah, here's your, here's an yeah. idea. Come to Pork Fest. Come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Do you have kids too? Or is it just the wife? No, it's just the wife. But we got a, But we got ten acres and the horses and stuff. And she just loves it there. And she just doesn't want to move. And sure, no, I totally understand. Uh, yeah. But I would suggest that come on up for Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening next month. Uh, you can go to Porkfest, P-O-R-C, Porkfest dot com. And look at that. It's basically it's an opportunity to, c- to come up here to New Hampshire and meet some of these great activists you hear about on this show. And that no doubt if you've been plugged into the uh, the scene here, you've heard all about a lot of those folks will be there. And it's a great time for her to meet other ladies that are in this movement and, uh, you know, to to meet and greet and to see exactly what's happening up here. And it's a it's a no, great I got no Brian's got some horses, so. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Brian uh, Travis. Yeah, you can uh, pack up your horses and, uh, you know, move them up here. Brian no, Travis, it's so did. funny. She listens. She listens to the podcast with me all the time. Been listening for like the last two years, and she agrees with everything. But she just. I don't know. She needs to be a little more uncomfortable, I guess, because that goes back to something we were talking about on the show uh, last night. We certainly talked about it as, a, as a general theme is that Americans, for the most part, are too comfortable. They are, even though they see the tyranny happening around them, even though they might see the YouTube videos of the police beating people or they might hear the statistics about how 1.5 million Americans went to jail last year just for you know, possessing drugs, for the most part. And they might hear all of this information and see all of it, and they might process it, and they might come to the conclusion that it's wrong and that it's bad and that they disagree with it, but they just don't want to take that step for themselves to actually begin doing something about it. And I don't blame them, because taking that step does include a little bit of risk, and of course the further you step, the more risk you're taking. But if you ever want to be free, you will have to do something about it, and the longer that we wait, uh, the longer we allow the tyranny to grow, the more difficult the process is going to be of turning that uh, of turning the sh- that ship around, so to speak. And so I don't know what it's going to take to light a fire underneath her, but if you if anybody knows it, it's Probably you, Nick. Yeah. All right, I got one more thing for Mark, real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, on the Quaker thing, do they read the Bible, or are they, uh, or is it just like a, a, a sort of a, a mindset, or you know, how, how does that work? Oh, good question. <laughs> yeah, it's it, honestly the, the the Quaker religion itself has no creed, and um, so different churches act differently, and they seem to you know they have little sort of meetings uh, statewide or sort of region wide meetings where they will come up with. Uh, you know their their sort of statement of you know how things are and Quakers are at this point you know they 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 believe that you're led by the light within as opposed to by you know the the, un, the, the unerring word of God uh, as it were so some of them consult the Bible and some of them do not and I, there are some Bibles at our Quaker meeting house but I haven't seen them used for anything. There you go, Nick. All right, that's all, Thanks that's all for the call. For night. Thanks. See you here in New Hampshire, hopefully someday. 800-259-9231. We continue. Chris is listening in Kentucky to WKCT. Hello, Chris. Chris? Hey, guys. Hey, you're How on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, Ian, I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, kind of call you out. I, I'm with you guys on everything. Uh, I love listening to your show. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you uh, support uh, – well, I guess you're you're for uh, you know non cooperation and non participation yes. with the state. That'd be correct, right? Absolutely. I don't think that people should jump into the deep end all at once. I think people should experiment with it. I think they should dabble in non cooperation because they think for the most part people don't do any non cooperation. I think just a lot of people doing a little bit of non cooperation could do a lot to stop the advance of the state. Okay. So like, uh, but if there's anything that you can do that won't have any 
repercussion, negative repercussions, like, for instance, not registering to vote, you would totally support that because there's no repercussions for not registering to vote, right? Well, I think if there's no repercussions, that there's really no point in doing it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I guess my question was, because I heard you earlier, and you were talking about how you would support, you know, uh, getting on a jury and nullifying the jury. And yes, I just wondered, was, And I was just kind of wondering how that jived with, you know, your, you know, non-participation and, and not, because if, if you participate in the system, don't you, in a sense, uh, you know, agree to the system? I mean, would that be correct? I see, I see where you're coming from. Yes, I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that by participating, you're some, somehow validating the system. And I think there's, there's right. something to be said for that particular position. But I can tell you that whether you consent or not to their system, their system will be forced upon you. So I see right. nothing wrong with, with uh, using the whatever few methods of remedy they've put out in front of you to actually try to minimize the damage that they're doing to people. I see nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Right. I think that that position, that uh, that the idea, personally, this is my opinion, the, the idea that, well, participating in the system makes you obligated to follow it, is a bunch of horse puppy yeah, that's, uh, that's put out there by people that, well, they, they just imagine they're better than you because they don't go out and vote. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're not doing anything by not voting. You're not doing much by voting, and you're do- not doing much by not voting. So it's it's very infinitesimal amount of activism, really, one way or the other. But, however, the point I would like to make on this is that the government is a tool of force. And by me validating a gun doesn't give it any more or less power. That gun is still going to be used against me or somebody, you know, my family or somebody else whom I don't know, you know, to force them to do things. I'm not validating or invalidating that gun. Now, if I decide to pick that gun up and protect somebody with it, it still doesn't validate or invalidate the use of that weapon. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, that that not voting or voting, pointless. Right. Well, you know, I, it just Ian strikes me as a very, um, I guess, all or nothing kind of, kind of guy when it comes to his, you know, uh, you know, philosophy of, you know, well, of philosophy, I guess. Well, uh, I I have a direction that I want to go in, and I thank you for the call tonight. Good discussion, and unfortunately we're short on time. We've got other people waiting. I've got a direction I want to go, and it's a very defined direction. However, I think that there are – I think that anything that you can do to reduce the violence of the state, I support it. And if I can get on a jury and vote no and help set somebody free that doesn't deserve a prison cell, all for that. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. If you dial toll-free, even in these remaining moments, we'll try to sneak your call in 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support the show, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations, bringing more internet listeners on board, helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll find out about the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. It's John listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK or ZBK. Hello, Hello John. Hello. I, it's an honor to be able to call in and talk to you. Well, welcome. Um, it's I know easy. you're short on time, so I'm going to make it quick. Um, about 10 years ago down in Florida, I heard on uh, a local talk station, uh, the lawyer for Irwin Schiff gave the definition of uh, democracy. He mm. said it's two lions and a lamb deciding what's for dinner. Yep, that's about it. Yep. They're running out of lambs, though. What's that? They're running out of lambs, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
anyway, um, and I grew up in Washington, D.C., and I made the observation that um, the uh, government isn't rotten to the core. It's rotten from the core. Yeah, absolutely. The whole tree is rotten. I mean, everything about the state is rotten. It's inherently, and it's an inherently immoral exercise to aggress against your neighbors, no matter what the goal, no matter what the end game is, whether it's protecting the, the, the seamen around the world or whether it's feeding the hungry or whatever it might be. It's no, never acceptable children. to steal from your neighbors as, uh, to, uh, to fund what you want to do. And that's all government like, ever does. They like to use the children. It's for the children. They always have an excuse, and they always have a reason that – there's always another reason why the next step toward tyranny is necessary. You'll hear them use that term a lot. Well, it's it's necessary that we uh, implement this new uh, tyrannical program restricting your freedom because oh, yeah. the children or because the, the semen or whatever it is that they their excuse will be. I, I believe that on top of uh, separation of church and state, for the same reason there's a separation of church and state, there should be a separation of school – and state. Oh man, the schools are w- really where they do the most damage. I agree with you completely, and it's so frustrating. I mean, you're uh, you're also here in Keene, uh, so it's it's very frustrating to to know that your property taxes, and it's like this around the country, but it's just different organizations of how they divvy up the funds. But here, property taxes are how all government is funded in New Hampshire, and it's sixty uh, percent. Yeah, sixty percent of the property tax goes to the schools. As long as there's any property tax, there's no private property. Correct. The government owns the property, and they're charging you rent, and they call it tax. Right. And if you decide you don't want to pay, then uh, they come with their sheriffs and throw you and your family out into the street. And then I guess you can go get on their welfare program, which really just shows the insanity of the entire system. Because if all of a sudden people stopped paying property taxes and they threw all those people out onto the street, they'd all have to go on the dole, which would mean property taxes would have to go up even more for the remaining uh, suckers that were actually paying them. It's a a spiraling, a downward spiral. It's neo-feudalism, really. It absolutely is. John, great call. Thank you for it. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And, of course, I'm sure you already know this, but there is a handy little blog here in Keene that you might find interesting. And those of you around the world might find this interesting. Freekeen.com is the website. You'll find out that there's a lot happening here in the little town of Keene, New Hampshire, in order to advance liberty in our lifetime. Right now, our friend is sitting in a jail cell here in this area because he dared record video in the courtroom and uh, would not stop, or in a court lobby actually, would, never even made it to the courtroom, wouldn't stop when they demanded that he do so. Uh, there is so much activism happening here. We've uh, got it all chronicled over there, so check that out when you get a chance. We continue here with your phone calls and go to Avery, listening in Virginia. Avery, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Avery, what's on your mind tonight? Um, the other night you guys were talking about the um, slavery Yes, sir. And whether or not we are all slaves at this point. And Indeed. I don't know if uh, you mentioned as you were talking whether or not uh, black people would, uh, would agree with that. And it was funny because as I was listening to you guys, I was wondering if you guys were listening to Louis Caparcon or Malcolm X while you were talking. Because basically what you were saying is the same thing and almost the same words that they use to describe America at this point. Wow. And, I, I didn't mean, know that. Yeah, I mean, if you would... Google Louis Farrakhan and slavery, you'll find about three or four clips where he says basically what you guys said the other night. I don't Which know. Is that everybody's a slave now? That everybody's a slave, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that basically, you know, the whole country's a slave, that America is a slave system, 
and it's been a slave system from the beginning, basically, for as far as uh, the um, Muslims are concerned. The uh, well, you know, I, I think what what concerns me is that he's uh, singling out America as though the rest of the world isn't a slave system no, to either. No, no, no. The only reason he's singling out America is because that's where we live. Okay. He was here, yeah, yeah, because it's just they're just different farms for keeping the slaves. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. rules differ slightly uh, across the different farms, and the slaves are allowed to some extent to choose. In some farms, the uh, slaves are allowed to trade between the farms on their own volition, and uh, for the most part, as long as they get the permission of the, the farm's master to leave first. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, the slavery has uh, essentially just changed forms to a much more subtle, comfy version of slavery. It's, it's a lot more comfy uh, nowadays than it ever was in the past, which is why most people don't want to believe that they're actually slaves. Yeah, and it, it's you know, I hate to use the word myself, but um, when you use the analogy about the milk and, and whatnot, um, that's that, that's pretty good. You know, just how much control do you um, allow others to have over you? And it, yeah, it has to stop somewhere. At some point, you have to put your foot down and say no more. And it's just unfortunate that as long as people stay so comfortable, it's unlikely they're going to do that. Thank you for the call tonight, Avery. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Mark listening. or uh, Yeah, Mark in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Great, Mark. What's on your mind? You've had some very interesting callers this evening, and one of them uh, went back and was talking about some sort of marijuana conspiracies with the government. I, I like conspiracy theories, but some of them are just a little bit out there. Yeah. And uh, I-, I was recently reading an article. I forget. It might have been on LouRockwell.com, but it was saying that marijuana legalization in the realistic world that we live in would actually be worse uh, for the cause of freedom than people think it would be. And that's because... In the society we have now, we don't have an idealistic, voluntary sort of society, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, so, of course, they would create all sorts of laws and regulations for it. The FDA would control it, you know, the dose, monitor how much people can take, so you can only have it if you're at this age. So I think what, what, what I'm basically trying to get at is that marijuana legalization is not should be, it should not be like the first thing that's on the mind of a liberty activist. You've got to get the ideas more broadly to people before they can under before that would even be a, a reasonable option. I think you're right about that. However, I think it's also very unlikely the federal government's going to all of a sudden legalize marijuana before the states do. And I think that if the state legalizes marijuana, and even if they're taxing it, that'll take it still out of the hands of the black market. And I still would favor that. Although I'm opposed to taxation, and I would certainly uh, I certainly agree with you that decriminalization is the way to go. Just simply taking it out of the hands of the criminals and, and not making it a criminal act to possess a plant would be uh, I think that's as far as they need to go with it. I think the market can handle the rest. I thank you for the call. Let's go quickly to Mike, listening in Florida to WFLA. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing there? How are you listening to WFLA right now? They don't take our third hour. Well, I'm not. Oh, okay. I got you on uh, on hold. So. Ah, very good, sir. <laughs> well, the, uh, actually, I tried calling earlier, but it's a very interesting show. I've heard it a couple of times so far, and I especially like it because my dad's side of the family is from up there in New Hampshire. Ah, and, welcome. Um, What's on your mind? Well, the, the, <clears throat> I was in the Army for 25 years, and mm-hmm. forces, and I was listening to your comments earlier regarding the um, not wanting a standing Army, and I know there couldn't be some problems. And ironically, I was setting some uh, tape to tape some Soviet military movies because my girlfriend's from the Ukraine, and today is uh, Victory Day, and it's nothing but military movies. And I got to thinking about people who try to break away and how they might try to quash you. And you were just talking about drugs, and I don't think they're going to legalize drugs because they had the program they set up during the Clinton era that got the Army involved in 
law enforcement type activities in this country. So I had some friends in third group that were unfortunately uh, peripherally involved in Waco. I, I have I to tell you, just as a warning, you've got less than a minute. So if you got a point, you should oh, get to it oh, quickly. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I do ramble. Uh, the I just I just I don't have a feeling that, or I do have a feeling that the, the, the people in charge now are probably going to look at different ways that they can still utilize the army and get around posse comitatus. So it 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 just it just it just it's kind of troubling. That's a, a, I like the idea of secession and so forth, but yeah. you know, who knows what they may do. Who knows what they may do? They are violent people. There's no doubt about it. However, I recommend not firing on their forts if you do secede. Yeah, that's true. And I think that today it'll thank be a you. little bit different because, uh, and I thank you for the call tonight and your patience. Uh, I think today it would be a little different when somebody secede, if a state seceded, because it would be all out in the open. It would be up front. Everybody would be able to communicate quickly, instantaneously via the Internet. If the federal government rolled in troops. Uh, Cameras. You know, they, Lots yeah, of cameras. They wouldn't be able to, to hide that. Uh, and I don't think they want to be – I don't think they want their legitimacy crushed in such a manner. I think that – I think they would probably let it go. But I don't really care. I want to do it anyway. We'll find out what happens. I'm not going to sit here and cower and be a federal serf if I have the option to secede. I think we should look into that. We'll see you Monday night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. So um, this is Ian and Mark with you real quick. I want you guys to know about something that's uh, important to Free Talk Live, uh, podcast listeners specifically, because when Free Talk Live has ever needed something, the podcast listeners have always been the ones who have come through. Whether those podcast listeners are amplifiers or not, I couldn't always tell you, but uh, they're the most loyal of our listeners. And so this is an email from Jason Osborne, who is the uh, the, the biggest Sponsor of the show, as you know, SACL CAI. This gentleman, and uh, this actually goes to Gardner Goldsmith also. Because he is also a sponsor of Gardner Show. Correct. In the next couple of weeks, we are effectively selling half of our company. That would be SACL CAI. On the positive side, they this deal will enable us to grow to a degree that we would not be otherwise able. On the negative side, I will now not have as much ability to divert funds for my own purposes. I'm attempting to work into the business agreement that we will continue to fund Free Talk Live and Liberty Conspiracy. If you all could get the word out that I need to bring on a hospital, multi-specialty clinic, bank, utility, or some other uh, such, then that would really be helpful. I won't let you guys down, but I could use a little help here. And, you know, it's I, I guess it's it's sort of common knowledge between SACL and uh, Free Talk Live that... This is, you know, they're a sponsor of the show as, you know, they're not quite the an advertiser of the show in the sense that, well, you know, really they do bigger fish than, than we have managed to bring on board up to this point. Certainly we've had some doctor's offices uh, come on board as a result, but, you know, doctor's offices are kind of small um, compared to hospitals. They, they handle much larger customers than uh, we, you know, have managed to bring for them up to this point. So the reason I'm telling you guys this is if you know a hospital, multi-specialty clinic, that would be a doctor's office that does lots of things, um, bank, utility, or some such, now's really the time to uh, get them, you know, get whomever to call SACL CAI, call them uh, and give the lead, give the contact name, do whatever it is that you can do to get this uh, done because, well... I, we don't know. We really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you're, he's bringing on some new partners and basically saying, hey, I'm diverting several thousand dollars a month um, to 
keeping these radio shows going, and I'm really not getting a heck of a lot of return on it. What do you think about that? Like, that might be the, one of the first places they think about cutting, mm-hmm. you know? So um, now's the time to make this happen if we're going to make it happen at all. And I know the people that I can count on to make it happen are the podcast listeners. So that's why we're doing this little. So anybody that you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or maybe you yourself work in one of these places, go and talk to management. Or maybe you are the manager. That would be the easiest way. But if you're not, and I don't imagine most of our listeners are in those management positions, talk to the management and let them know about SACL and and, and find out if they're interested in changing over. Right. And one thing that I did um, in this situation was I talked to the... My wife worked at a doctor's office, but it wasn't very easy to get it turned over. I mean, they were even looking for somebody to do collections, and it wasn't easy. You know, they just – I didn't know really know those people that well. Well, what I did was I talked briefly to the, uh, you know, the office manager about it, and then I got the name of the office manager and the telephone number, and I gave it to SACL CAI so that they could follow up on it, and a professional yeah. could handle it from that point. That's what I was going to suggest, because how are we going to have our listeners go and pitch SACL? They don't know what to say. Right. So, so you it, can't really pitch them, but basically you can smooth the way out so that they know that somebody's calling, get the name, yeah. get, a, get a name and telephone number, you know, contact name, and then, you know, that, that would be a good direction to go. So rather than asking if they want to switch to SACL, maybe you should just say, hey, I'm, I'd like to have somebody give you a call and talk about this and then get their get their contact info and forward yep. it on to SACL? That, that would be good. Okay. Um, you know, I, I guess with uh, SACL, you could probably get a hold of uh, Jason at jayosborne at SACLCAI.com. You can send it to me. I'll get it to him. Um, you know, or you can call them their, you know, their banners right at uh, free t- the top of freetalklive.com. Whatever manner you want to get a hold of them, that's fine. But uh, now would be the time to do that. Very good. Thanks. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Um... 